Blank check with Griffin and David. Blank check with Griffin and David. Don't know what to say or to expect. All you need to know is that the name of the show is Blank Check. This will be the final podcast in the story of Skywalker. That's what he says. Felt apropos. Absolutely. And can I say something else? Yeah. Oh, they podcast now. <laughs> they podcast now? They podcast now. That, that is just a form of joke, jokey writing in yeah. Hollywood that I never have much patience for. The sort of like, da-da, da-da, da-da. The re- repetition. What's funny is I love repetition. Oh, repetition, funny. Repetition, real funny. <laughs> They fly now? They fly? Who, they, they have spaceships. Well, they have a jetpack. You're impressed? They have spaceships. Yeah. They've harnessed the power of s- space flight. All right, going back to the, the Palpatine Remember when quote. the guy crashes into the cliff, though, and blows up like that was really great. big? <laughs> yeah. I didn't mind it, but I was like, oh. It was, it was pretty brutal. Before we get to Palpatine, because I got a lot of stuff to say about Palpatine, okay. can I just say quickly, a thing I do like <laughs> is the... Bikes that also worked as they like ejector like, seats yeah. that launched them. As, as a point. piece, I want that toy. as I a piece, as a good, as a toy, fun. I, agree. Looks like a I think it worked toy. in the movie. They didn't. They weren't really great at using them. No, they were yeah. kind of like let's launch the guys and the guy, and then they just kind of. I mean, those guys were easily dispatched. So that's I, all. I'm saying. I would think it was cooler if they didn't have jet pick packs. Jet Jesus picks. Christ! I would find it cooler if they didn't have jet packs and the bikes just launched them and then they just landed wherever they landed. Like it was just a move to try to get closer. Um, as yeah, Ben no, I like, pushes right. me closer to the line. Yeah, yeah. Okay, can I just say something really important? Yeah. Really important? Yeah. The dead speak! The dead speak! Now, Do you guys think that Palpatine has a podcast? Oh, boy. I mean, he basically does. He has a podcast! Yeah. That was the first thing I said <laughs> no when question. that popped up. I gotta find the crawl. I think Palpatine, We always read the crawl. Palpatine's on the gas network, isn't he? Yeah, right. Joke for four people. And what was the thing you wanted to say about Palpatine? Was that it? It was that. It was yeah, just I like, that, it. like I'm just imagining him in a room being like, Ben, we got <laughs> no shit question. ready to go. On the ones and zeros. Introduce the podcast. Oh, hi, everybody. My name is Griffin Claude Beresford Dauphin Newman. I'm David Lawrence Sims. <laughs> kind of a weak showing. This is a podcast called Blank Check with Griffin and David. That's what it's called now. But for our first year, we were not a podcast about filmographies, directors of massive success earlier on in their career and are given a series of blank checks to make whatever crazy passion products they want. Sometimes those checks clear and sometimes they bounce. Baby. We are a podcast about the wars. Yep. The Star Wars. Will there ever be Star Peace? Never. Probably not. Under Kathleen Kennedy's watch, with her agenda, she wants us to be fighting Star Wars until the day we die. That's fair. Very tired. We've already been recording for multiple hours. <laughs> yes, we have. And it's time to talk about Star Wars Episode Nine: The Rise of Skywalker. It's time to rise. It's time to wake up, baby. Rise and shine. Is that a rooster I hear? <laughs> oh boy. It's a space rooster. Oh boy, right. Or should I say, cock-a-doodle-doo-coo. No. He's yeah. back. <laughs> well, he was the one who's back. <laughs> well, I would. I'm your uh, great-grandfather? I don't know. Yeah. I guess Christopher Lee's dead. Yeah. yeah That's an issue. Head chopped 
But she could be. Uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, the actors also did, but yes, uh, Count Dooku yeah, oh, did right. have his head chopped <laughs> yes. Do you know who is also uh, dead? Uh, first build actor in this movie, Carrie Fisher. That's true. Fully died before they started production of this film. No, not, but not just before they started production of this film. Before they released the last one. Yep. Mm-hmm. Before they picture locked the last, or before they edited the last one. Mm-hmm. Before they hired the director of this one, the screenwriters yep. Yep. named this one. Yeah. First build. Crazy. Now that's a, a built-in contractual thing. Yes. It was set up from the outset that Harrison Ford would be first build on the first movie, yeah. Hamill would be first build on the second movie, Carrie Fisher would be first build on the third film. Correct. Uh, Hamill's third build on Force Awakens, even though he is in it for four shots and zero lines. I think he's second build, isn't he? I think it's Ford Fisher Hamill. Am I wrong about that? I think you're wrong about that. Is it Ford Hamill Fisher? Pretty sure. And then the second one is Hamill Fisher, and then the third one is Fisher Hamill. Because yep. Hamill is second build on this. Hamill is second build on Force Awakens. Pretty. Uh, but he doesn't nuts. speak a line. He just goes like Hamill? this. Mm-hmm. He's like. She's, oh, in The Force know, Awakens. Yeah. I thought we were the, talking about in this one. I was like, he has a whole uh, unnecessary scene. So he's second build in that film. In Force Awakens. Yeah. yeah. And I remember film. as the credits came That's up a good faith. and he was second build, you good turned faith. to me and you said, totally earned it. <laughs> I did. I did. Yeah. Yeah. And I can't disagree. You're going to rank the Hamill performances in the sequel trilogy. Yeah. Last Jedi, number one. With a bull. Force Awakens, oh, number two. Yeah. I need to chill out for a second. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to take some time. Take a break. I need to he think He didn't about, do anything else? Yeah. There's nothing else I can put at three? Fuck. Fine, I guess The Rise of Skywalker. He's good in Kingsman, right? Uh, yeah, he was in Kingsman. Uh, did he do any ads, maybe? Like yeah. a Mars bar ad or something? Uh, I'm sorry, I have I an answer his, for like, you. I would say his promo interviews would go above this. They maybe. would. Oh, totally. Number one, Last Jedi. Number two, Force Awakens. Number three, when he did mocap for the goblin who puts the coins inside BB-8 <laughs> and Last Jedi. Oh, that's right. He was good as that. He's that's really good as that. Love that goblin. Um, Where was he? I don't know. I don't know why is he. Why did they go back to Cantobite? No one he had any problem with that sequence last time. Yeah, he should have. Right, he should have been. Oh, what if like there a Cantobite, like you know, <laughs> casino cruiser had been there, blowing up star destroyers? Look, we're avoiding talking about this movie because oh boy, is anything less appetizing than talking about Star Wars. Can I suggest days. we talk about the who we're voting for in the Democratic primaries? Because oh, that yeah. seems like a more fun yeah, conversation. Yeah, let's weigh in. Right, right. Let's put our cards that. on the table. Rather yeah, talk yeah. about religion. Yeah, Would let's talk about Epstein. Let's do it. all of my tax documents. <laughs> hey, let's all talk about how we lost our virginity. Let's talk about all, all of right, it. fine. I'll do it. All right, I'm ready. No, no, no. That's Patreon content, baby. <laughs> we'll do just a virginity episode. I have promised. You've that. talked about, yes, you have to do Gore Verbinski to hear Griffin's virginity story. It has story. to be Gore because I lost my virginity after walking out of At World's End. I'm, you'd have to do Tarantino for me. This is all I'm going to say. This is all I'm going to say. And I mean this as no backhanded compliment. It was a tough decision because I don't like walking out of movies. I very much wanted aye, aye, aye. to lose my virginity, but I, on principle... Do not like walking out on films. I and get I was it. really torn. I get it. I was like, do you think this can wait two hours? <laughs> Griffin, you gotta wait until we do Verbinski to give us the I'm tale. not gonna tell the story. All right, fine. But I I mean I paid full ticket price <clears throat> and only got the first like 30, 40 minutes of the movie. Yeah. I'm so sorry. Thank you. Just mark that to cut it all out. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for your consideration. It was a very difficult time in my life. Um, yeah. What's up? Oh, a- Angela Fergudo. Angela Fergudo. The great Angela Fergudo. Hello. And, and, and in the studio with us, as sometimes 
Ben Hosley. Yeah, you might notice in some future episodes that Ben's not with us in the studio, but he'll he's mostly around. I'm mostly gonna be here. Yeah, exactly. So and sometimes I it. won't, but that's okay. We don't we worry had about a it. little bit of a transitional phase, and that's all we have to say on Mike. That's yeah. all we're gonna say. The tonic plates were moving. Transitional to 2020 coming yes. up. Um, yeah. For producer Rachel, who has done an incredible job and so to the plate and helped us keep the ship afloat. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, but because there are more episodes coming, I don't want people to be Just afraid be that Ben is being phased out nope. because that is the furthest thing from the truth. No, I'm not going to disappear. No. Like a certain Ben in this film. That's true. Spoiler alert. We're not going to just. Yet. By suddenly, the way, this, this episode This episode spoil will spoil so plot much, points so. from episode nine. Okay, so let's get the first massive spoiler out of the way. It's a sequel to Unbreakable. <laughs> okay, let's Hold get. for applause. Thank you. <laughs> let's get the second massive spoiler out of the way. In The Last Jedi, it is revealed that Ray's parents are nobody. Now, we forgot to talk about this in our Last Jedi episode. We did episode. notoriously, in our very manic, jittery Last Jedi episode, forget to address the very, what I thought at the time was, powerful scene of, mm-hmm. you know, her showdown with Ben, My uh, with Kylo. My you know. favorite story decision in that entire film somehow and was not discussed at all. He's like, they, they were nobody, they were filthy drunk, junk traders, she's crying. It, that whole sequence obviously is fantastic. Yeah. Do you agree? The sort of oh, yeah. uh, her voice big breaks red room. when she said when she finally admits they were nobody. She they were is no one. phenomenal. She's so in that good movie. in that scene. Um, she's okay in this one. And then and, uh, no, I, I as, as a noted Daisy and Ray Stan. Mm, I I stand. I, I yeah I I there was something like just not characters horribly written there. It was yeah. just it's so hollow, and I don't. But she, it's just it's that classic J.J. Abrams like. I'll talk to you later. I gotta go. Like three times she does that. Yeah, you know. Yeah. So like, yeah, I can't tell you. I have to leave. And the closest she got was when she talks to Finn, and she was like, "Nobody fucking understands me." And I was like, "Finn is really trying." He you is. guys are like you the guys only are two. bonded. He's the only yes. one that's like really trying to sorts. understand her. Mm-hmm. Besides Carrie Fisher, which is like not a real conversation. We'll get into Unfortunately, that. Unfortunately, Carrie Fisher can only be like, "Ray, what are you talking about?" <laughs> Judge, like my name. Game. My name is Judge. It's like a. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember? It's so funny in Arrested Development. Yes. My name is Judge. Judge. My name is. Remember that? I was it's so say, fucking. Funny. I was gonna say this performance feels like a, a jerky boy soundboard. <laughs> I mean, what could they do? They could. I mean. I want to get this. I could have. Yeah. I want to get this out of the way. Okay. Right off the top, I think this movie is so deeply intrinsically fucked by the fact that she tragically passed away. I do think that that's one of the big problems this movie had to face. And this movie makes a lot of active, consciously bad decisions. But as you're watching this film, even though they didn't handle most anything well, I kept on coming up against oh, naturally, this feels like the last two movies have been building up to her being the catalyst for all of the main catharsis in this third entry. J.J. has said he wanted this to be Carrie's movie. The Leia movie. He was like, this was going to be the Leia movie, and that's why it was so devastating. Captain Kennedy wanted it to be the Leia movie. Uh, Carrie Fisher was ready for it to be the Leia movie. what happens when you don't make her the first one. And it feels like everything was teed up for the crux of this entire trilogy to be Kylo Ren and... Princess Leia, mm-hmm. now General Leia Organa, mm-hmm. coming face to face. It just feels like narratively that's where the whole thing is driving. Mm. And it is uh, 
an unbearably sad thing. It's very sad. And yeah. you watch this movie, and all of the scenes with her in it, I think, are really kind of uh, uh, unsettling. They're just off. Yeah, they're yeah. off. It, I don't find them unsettling. I just, they're off. It feels like a far more technically um, accomplished version of that. My name is Judge. I was going to say the, the fucking Soprano scene. Well, the Soprano scene is... Right. She doesn't say anything. They're trying it. to retrofit a scene from lines of dialogue they have like, saying eh. her. Yeah. Right. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, yeah. and her performance never works in conjunction with anyone else because no. it, because it of course was, it doesn't. Right. She's not right. there. Like She's and not it's there. not It's also from The Force Awakens. Like even like the hug and, with her and, and May Jedi, was yes. like a reach yeah. as someone who has watched The Force Awakens yes. like a million times. It's, I could like see all the like same physical but beats they and changed her hair and clothes they digitally. Did. Yeah. Correct. Uh, they did all this stuff. I am, would love to know how they approached it. Just from a pure technical side, I'd love to hear about all the weird shit they had to do with whatever little pieces of footage they had. I mean, I went but, back But uh, it doesn't night. work. No. I went back last night and I was watching because I wanted to confirm the suspicion. A lot of the pieces that they use in this movie are on the deleted scenes right. for Force Awakens. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's what I'm just saying. It, yeah. right, right, right. And you can see the same dialogue right. excerpts, right. and it's the same positions, and it's the same movements, and it's just sort of redressed. Yes. Um, but it does feel like, uh, yeah, it feels like a very successful prank phone call where it's like, oh, my God, they almost made it sound like that was in direct response to the last thing that was said. Right. Never underestimate a droid. It's a bummer. Never underestimate a droid. When she says that, I she have like, I what? half wanted Poe to be like, "The fuck are you talking about?" We're yeah. trying to have a conversation with well, you. Well, BB-8 just Ray, rolled it's up. Just I, know, I know. It's it's like the Arnold Total Recall mask, like malfunctioning. <laughs> right. And you're just like, two why weeks. Are you, why are you stuck in that dialogue? Let's loop? read the opening crawl. Yeah. The dead speak. The dead speak. I mean, I laughed pretty hard when that came I up. That was wild. An exclamation point. Um. The galaxy has heard a mysterious broadcast, a threat of revenge in the sinister voice of the late Emperor Palpatine. I'm yelling the capital letters. So I immediately turn to you and go, uh, so all of that happened off screen? You, you, in between you, the crawl two. wasn't even done and you were turning to me. Because dead speak they had me and but I was here's like... here's something you didn't know, what? Griffin. If you had just played Fortnite the new Star Wars event on Fortnite, you would have heard Emperor Palpatine's broadcast because it's in it. I'm not kidding. This is not a joke. Griffin's looking at me with dead eyes. The end <laughs> oh, of so At sad. the end of the Fortnite game with Star Wars, I don't fucking know how Fortnite works. I feel like Connor Rattler. It's like not even a, it's like spoken from the heavens too. It it's is. It's like not like a cut to Palpatine. No, but it is Ian McDermott. It's so Ian they clearly re recorded McDermott right. like doing a broadcast Couldn't and they were like, we can't. Right. So they were like, um, I don't know, Fortnite? <laughs> like, maybe we could uh, debut it on Fortnite. It just feels like, from the get-go, <laughs> such a poor narrative decision. To debut it on Fortnite? No, I think that's a great narrative <laughs> right, decision. Right, right, right. To uh, not uh, show the characters uh, dramatically discovering this. The dead speak. That's one thing. The dead speak. No, I, I totally agree with you. It's very strange. But the fact that the movie starts and everyone's like, yeah, we all know Palpatine's back, right? Well, they're all like, bad news, guys. That Palpatine broadcast, it's definitely him. It's like the fucking room, some of these scenes. There has been no air of Palpatine, no whisper of Palpatine in the two previous films. You no. hear his voice once in that Ray dream. 
You hear yeah. all the old. You hear a lot of voices. Who you hear a lot of voices in there. And which Ray dream? In the, the the Force Awakens sequence, you hear his voice for a second. Mm. You know when when, when she, she touches, has touches the lightsaber. Yeah, she touches the lightsaber. And, and you know, you hear Ray, oh, Ray, you, you hear Ray, 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 General, all right, back to the crawl. Yep. General Leia Organa. <laughs> you got it. You got General it. General Leia Organa dispatches secret agents to gather intelligence while Rey, the last hope of the Jedi, trains for battle against the diabolical First Order. Meanwhile, Supreme Leader Kylo Ren rages in search of the Phantom Emperor, determined to destroy any threat to his power. Four dots. And I read that and I go, that feels like what should be act one of this movie rather than the stuff that we're all supposed to take for granted as we just hit the ground running. That's all fair. It's also three paragraphs that don't make any sense no. together. No. So you've got, all right, Palpatine's back and he sent out a podcast. Right. And you're like, <laughs> okay, why would he do that? But Sign okay. Up for Brooklyn. Yeah. Right. Two, they're like, Organa, Organa is sending out agents <laughs> to gather intelligence. He's very convincing. Because the only yeah. footage we have is Leia briefing people in a war room, He's, so it all has to have that kind of energy. While Ray. Trains for battle. Trains for battle? Like, because the movie starts with them all being like, why is it you're here? And it's like, rather than her giving the correct answer, which is like, well, all the footage with Leia is on like a jungle planet, so I just kind of got to be here for the first act. She's just like, well, I'm training to hear the Jedi. She's training so that like man babies can see how powerful she is because she's actually working That's, on it. What, what if it actually, the first shot is like her time card at like Jedi school and she's like, God, I've been here so long. Click. I, don't know. <laughs> I passed Jedi school. It, it is one of those things for me. I I have sort of made this uh, challenge to myself. Or not a challenge, but just I, I want to remind myself to use I statements as much as I can in this episode because I want to try to just personally avoid the discourse of this is not what Star Wars is. Right. This is not you what they should like be this doing. Movie. I don't care. No, no, but, but I'm just trying to like I, no, I'm saying to the world. Like, oh, totally. Yeah, fine no, and, yeah. and also, I just feel like it's become such a toxic run of like, listen, I have finally formulated yeah, the course. exact argument for why this empirically breaks this. Very bad way to think about. This, right. Yeah. Uh, because no one owns Star Wars and Star Wars belongs to all oh, no, of the us. The Walt Disney and, Company. Oh, I forgot. Right. <laughs> um, I mean, as someone who really, really wanted to like this movie, read David's review, read other reviews, yeah. and was like, I'm going to like wipe my mind. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Patrick Willems. I was literally like, "This is a this is a movie about get, space wizards right, for, for mm-hmm. children." Did you get Babu Frick to wipe your mind for you? I wish. I, I want to hang out with Babu Frick all the time. I know, but I no. I wanted to. I was like, just go in. Like people are tearing it apart. You disagree with some of those people, and then like obviously we can get into like the the fandom has been like so toxic the week. Leading up to it, it was so depressing. I, it you know, been a depressing time. Blocked Star Wars and galaxy. stuff on my phone, yeah. and I still got spoiled. Mm. And I, no, I, I really did. I went and I love The Force Awakens. I love The Last Jedi. Right. I mm-hmm. really, really, really wanted to like this. It's okay if you Same like here. this movie, but I it just it was so I was whelmed. Was my quite my whelmed reaction? I wasn't mm-hmm. overwhelmed. I wasn't underwhelmed. I was just like that. Well, I okay. yeah, it kind of happens at you. What what was <laughs> the last? Thing I said to you as the lights went down in our theater. Um, I don't know. Uh, my garbage bail pizza is arriving, or whatever it was called. <laughs> <Excuse> <laughs> garbage compactor. Pizza. It was called a trash compactor <laughs> pizza, 
and I had four big swamp energies to drink. What's in this big swamp energy? I don't know, but it got me there. <laughs> yeah, you had some big swamp energy by the end of the day. Huge swamp. It was like apple soda oh, and like Everclear. And like some whatever. green Everclear. stuff. Yeah. It was great. It was so fucking good. Uh, I was a, a trashy swamp boy. No, but I, I said to you, I said, you know what? In a weird way, I am perversely. Yeah, you said, right. Your expectations were thrilled so Thrilled that my expectations are so low now. Because I was like, I'm now putting nothing on this movie, and right. I'm hoping I can just find as much to latch on to. And what I kept on thinking was, this movie feels like trying to have a conversation at a nightclub. Sure. <laughs> I do not go to nightclubs often. It is usually after I've been having a night and the rest of the group is like, it's we should go do to this. Usually after you've got some big swamp energy. Right. And I'm like, I want to go to sleep. Everyone's sure. talking me into this. And then I go there and I realize, like, all I want to do is continue talking to people. Right. And this environment is not conducive to that no, happening. Hey, what's up? Yeah, and right. this movie feels like it's yelling Bad at me back. all the time. Where even when <laughs> what? It's, even when this movie is saying something that I do want to hear, it is saying it in a way that right. is so aggro, mm -hmm. like by like just sort of out of necessity, the pressure it is under yep. that I cannot enjoy absorbing that information. It feels like. Some kid who is manic or has ADD or took too much Adderall is explaining to me what happened <laughs> in a Star Wars movie. Here was the other big thought that came As someone to me. who has ADD, yeah. Fifteen me minutes. too. Yeah, <laughs> so we both so know. We're not, that's not a and then this happened, and the guy goes over here, and, but then the, the thing goes like, "Yes." Fifteen minutes into the movie, yes. I I thought to myself, "This feels like what like like Cliff Notes for itself." <laughs> oh, interesting. That's also when you leaned over to me and said, I'm already exhausted. Yeah. Yes. Uh, it's big Swamp Energy. Pineapple vodka. Oh. Green tea. <laughs> yeah. Ginger. Matcha. Lime and soda. Oh, yeah. The matcha threw me off. I was going to get it. And sounds I was like, kind of fun. It was. <laughs> sounds kind of fun. I think proof is in the pudding. How much fun was I last night? <laughs> I don't know. You're all right. Yeah, I think it was okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I finished the crawl. Okay. You so. finished the crawl. I, uh, there. There's the adage. The dead speak! There's the adage that. Hey. <laughs> He's gonna keep yelling at you. <laughs> you write a movie three times, right? Sure. You write it at the scripting stage, you right. write it when you're filming, you yeah. write it when you're editing. Uh -huh. And whether those are three people doing three different jobs or one person carrying over multiple jobs or whatever it is, yeah. you know, they at each different you. stage, the film presents its own sort of narrative demands to you and you find the mesh of all three. Yeah, mm -hmm. I get you. JJ is notoriously someone who um, I, I think uh, often figures things out uh, in retrospect. Mm -hmm. uh, even his best films, I, I think he's been pretty open about the fact that there are a lot of reshoots, that he's a guy who watches an edit and goes like, oh, I thought this was going to be this and this and this and that. And I go through multiple drafts. Here's he's the other he's a bit of a postman. He's a bit of a postman, but he's also... I don't know. Oh, he doesn't post, post, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here's the other thing about yeah. him, though. He already made a Star Wars movie yeah. under a restrictive time limit after yeah. throwing out a script yeah. and rewriting it on the fly and then having to reshoot it and shoot weird things and breaking Harrison Ford's leg in fact, practically in half. Yeah, with this And man, it turned right? out great. And So why wouldn't he go into this thinking like, we'll figure it out. But look, I, I think no one really knows, and it doesn't matter because ultimately... I think everyone in this room contends that that movie works. We all like that oh, movie. Oh, I like that a movie. A tremendous yeah. amount, right? Yeah. I don't like it. I think it has more, 
more problems that you know you can poke yeah. at it better than but I, but I, I, I like it, it. I have a great yeah, time with it. I've seen it so many times. TLJ. It doesn't, but it's still I've watched it so many times. Yeah. And I and I really I enjoy watching it. Those characters I love are watching. delightful. Do you, do you know who's in it? Do you know who's in it? Uh, Harrison Ford. Yeah. yeah. This actor who really, really is popping. And that he's one. playing this character mm. that's sort of beloved. Mm. Ah. Yeah. Anyway. The, the thing that's great about him is that he's cool. <laughs> yeah. He's a cool fucking guy. Well, but so, in this one, he's also your cool dad. But your point about writing. We'll finish it. I have a point about Well, yeah. And I, where, I, yeah. I feel like even, and he's said this, like, look, it was a terrible thing that happened. None of us wanted it to happen. But Harrison breaking his leg ended up being, like, a real benefit to us. Mm. Uh, and that we had time to like shut down, look at the footage right. we had, reassess right. it, see what shape the movie was taking. Mm -hmm. Even then, after they'd finished production, he edited it. He looked at it. Then they went back and did a substantial amount of reshoots. Right. There are threads of things that clearly have been removed from Force Awakens, tiny little vestiges of abandoned things, things like Constable Zuvio and whatever, yeah. that ultimately do not appear to be too glaring. Man. And I think he found his movie ultimately. And you're saying that he had similar conditions in Force Awakens, but this felt like it was twice as intense with half the time. Well, and also, and this is a criticism many have made of J.J. Abrams. Yeah. I'm not giving you a fresh take here. Yeah, he he's great at setting shit up, and he's really bad at editing it. He does had that criticism his whole life. He could never figure out what to do with Alias. Yeah, he Felicity's fourth season has time travel in it because he doesn't know what how and, to fucking. And just, that is the just only time relax. he has ever stayed on something from beginning to end. Yeah, uh, Lost. He's not responsible for the ending of that, so don't tag yeah. him with that one. But um, and then like Star Wars. I mean Star Trek. Yeah. Um, he it, when I'm watching this, I'm like I forgot the, how much. JJ it works when you're vibing with his energy and yeah. doesn't if you're not. Because Star yeah. Trek is a movie I adore. I've yeah. seen it so many times, but a lot of Trek fans hate it because it's very manic, very fast, yeah. very like fast talky, really? jokey. Yeah. And yeah. you know, a lot of Trek fans are like, that's not what the sh that's not yeah. what Star Trek it's is. Too it's exciting. too it's too insane. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. But you kind of do have to be on its level. And then with Into Darkness, obviously, like he the the tone is off and he they, he just doesn't have a grasp on it. But there's also something so tied to the mystery box thing and I don't want to attack him with the same thing that everyone uses but it is such a telling thing that he like volunteered that monologue to the people that he's like here's my TED talk that's yeah, like but he's Yeah but even he's sick of talking about totally, the mystery Totally. That's box. why I'm saying yeah. I don't want to yeah. pick it on get the too mystery much. Box. But, but also this is not this is him trying to end no, everything. No yeah. that's what right. I'm saying I do think the thing that excites him the most and the thing that he is best at is selling a sense of Potential. Myth making, baby. But, but the potential of, oh my God, where could this go? Yeah. Is like JJ Abrams' juice on the island. Yes, um, and you know, much will be made and will continue to be made over the sort of disrespect this movie shows to the Last Jedi. You know, if you want to uh, view it as such. But I also think this movie is not particularly good as a sequel to The Force Awakens. Which it is striving to be. Totally. Yes. It, it feels like a movie that's trying feels, to be like, we're going to deal with all the shit from The Force Awakens. It simultaneously feels weirdly disrespectful to a lot of the things that Force Awakens sets up. I, that's interesting. Yeah. I want to hear your take on that. But first I want to say the thing that I just said to you in the diner. Okay. Which is like, if this movie wanted to be rude to The Last Jedi, I would respect it. Yeah. Because you can be rude. As a filmmaker, you can be like, fuck that movie. Yeah. I don't like it. But yeah. you gotta do that well. You can't do it badly. Right. You can't have someone be like, what about the Holdo thing? And another way, like, that's crazy. That You can never do that. Like, and I'm just like, what's this diet? Like, why are we talking like this? Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, there's obviously a lot of talk about everyone's now pitting these two guys against each other. Which is unfair. Especially, and, yeah. yeah. Right. But I, I don't know if it was. 
I, I think the instinct is to be like, he's trying to erase The Last Jedi. And mm-hmm. I honestly felt like he was trying to copy a lot of, a few things from The Last Jedi that didn't work as well. And like the first one to me is when Kylo and Rey are trying to get that ship for, I'm yeah. not sure why Kylo's trying to get the ship besides just being in a fight with Rey. But like the effective version of that is when the Star Destroyer is about to split and there's a lightsaber between them, and it represents like everything that they represent, and it splits, and it's this huge fucking. You know, explosion. Johnson and then is so this good version, at that stuff. The symbolics. It's, of it. yeah. it's he's trying to do. They're doing the same pose. He's trying to recreate the same moment, and it's not nearly as powerful. And then they're like, "Oh, Ray just fucking killed Chewie." And then you're like, no, she "Which didn't. is again <laughs> another thing." He was that on happens, a different transport. But that happens to Leia. It's a fake out uh, death of one of your faves, and it's like, why this was totally just in real. Really, that whole moment is just so Ray can see it falling, and then later we see Palpatine, you know, doing the same thing to all of those ships. But like it, that, to me, is a few other moments where I was like, it feels like JJ's trying to do a few things. Yeah, I know, I get you. But here's my last question. Jedi did right, and it's I, not as good. I ask her from this: Who uh-huh. fixed the lightsaber? It breaks in I half. Know it. No fucking idea. It breaks idea. in half. In I don't want to get as nitpicky. Honestly, I don't either. With that, I, that, I, how does that lightsaber even get to you know nah. Kanata in the first place? We don't know. I don't I'm care. not. I'm not picking nits. Yeah. Who fixed the fucking lightsaber? Yeah. This isn't a nitpick. I'm sorry. You can't do it. You can't break something in one movie and then be like it's fixed. No. Was it like? Per- yeah. Was, was it's there like broken a in half and it explodes? <laughs> And it's but very she's obviously holding, she's holding the two pieces at the end of the last Jedi. She yeah. is, yeah. yes, and yeah. she's got the books. She you know, does. She, she's got a lot of trinkets. Yeah, there's no. You're right. Really there hard. is no Jedi repairman anymore. It'd be nice if the anymore. first if the first scene was. I'm like, sure. In their heyday, they had some repair boys. That and would girls. be fun. Going to like the bowels of the Jedi Temple, and it's like it, they're still Babu Jedi's, fans. but they're like you know blue collar Jedi's. Can I just throw out like a little bit of. A context here that I find kind of fascinating to think about now that we're on like the other side of this. Uh, When Kathy Kennedy takes over Star Wars, it it seemed very clear that the idea was because of the timetable we're on, because of this alternating schedule with like the episodes and like the spinoff movies or whatever, no one is going to be the dominant ethereal voice of these right. films. Which My idea they, is they had always yeah. had George Lucas. He right. was always in charge. Right. Yeah. Bring in new filmmakers. It was always seeming to be like and when JJ came on to do Force Awakens, there was no notion of him doing two or three. Such so no. the fact that it was feasi- like feasibly impossible, yeah. you know? No. Feasibly well, impossible. Well, right, right, because I mean one argument Possibly unfeasible. Whatever. I don't know. I can't speak anymore. So, I'm so tired. <laughs> Relax. <laughs> one argument you could make, and I've pointed this out to people, is like probably the thing to do yeah. is have them every three years rather than every right. two. Space Mount. Have one director do them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is, you know, how they did it with the other trilogy. Sit down, map them out. Exactly. Lucas famously, you know, as much as he kind of bullshitted and claimed that the prequels were always meant to be there, right. the thing that is really proven is he wrote a colossal script that was largely incoherent and realized <laughs> this is too much. Right. I'm going to focus on the first act of this story I want to tell, and that mm-hmm. is Star Wars. And so he essentially had like the scrappy sort yeah, of smushed together versions yeah. of Empire and Jedi in his back Dem pocket. Bones. He had them bones. They were smushed, but he had them bones. Um, but it's so telling that like JJ comes on understanding I, I'm brought in for this one movie. My job is to kickstart yeah, this 100%, franchise. Yes. And perhaps I'm having larger conversations about what is the intention here set it up. But everyone seemed to be on the same page that like his job is to build a baton to pass to someone else. Yeah. When the story first broke, 
that Ryan Johnson was going to do uh, episode eight, mm -hmm. it was he's writing eight and nine. Yeah. And then that was disputed. But by all accounts and by reliable sources, he was originally hired to write eight and nine. And then when he realized that there was no way he was going to be able to direct nine as well, he did not want to pass off a script to someone else. Right. And he... Mm -hmm. Either everyone's you know, taking their shirts off. In this we just saw a lot of Ben chest. <laughs> I know, I'm sorry. <laughs> and by a lot, I mean like 95 percent of Ben's chest. Um, <laughs> but by all accounts, he then switched to okay. You know what? If I'm only ever going to make one on Star Wars movie, I don't want to leave it with a lot of lingering potential. I want to say everything I want to say in this one film. Right. The other thing that I have reliably heard is that okay. when he was working on eight, he really had been he'd been told. He knew he knew what was happening in seven. Uh -huh. He knew the characters, but they were like, "Do whatever you want." Totally, there was just no restriction placed on him whatsoever. There was this real sense of it's not like Marvel where they were like, "Make sure everything ends up here." You right. know, like they yeah. were just like, "Yeah, I don't know. What do you want to do?" Do we know if like where the the like was he told about Palpatine and then like rejected it? Do we think, or I, do we think they're like he could have done anything and he was like, "I'm gonna go with." Nothing at all. I have That's many reasons to, to believe that Palpatine was never part of their plan. They have never? claimed they talked about it back in the Force Awakens. And I'm sure they Canada talked about it. I mean, it's been a theory since the Force everything. Awakens. Of course, I mean, right. Palpatine, he's yeah. out there. Right. Does Dan speak? I, I guarantee you, in Blue Sky Story meetings, there is not a single possible studio? thing. Yes. When they were pitching spies in disguise. No, I think when JJ comes on and they're already yeah, like sure. working against the clock, I guarantee you every single thing in the universe was pitched. Maybe and Palpy's discussed out at there. some point. Palping it up. I don't Palpy. think in any way that that was the intention Papa of what they Palpy. were setting up in Force Awakens. I think I think if Snoke had not died in Last Jedi, Snoke would be the ultimate bad guy of this film. Well, Snoke mm. was made in a lab. Well, now there's at least all right. So it's here, a little too right, I want to say a lot of stuff right now, so I'm going to go right. It's ahead like how do we even? Like, I'm going to go right ahead okay. and do it. He's going right ahead. So, indeed, very early, this film begins after the... We learned that the dead speak! That um, <laughs> um, we're in Palpatine's secret, underground, subterranean, hidden away planet Sith... Podcast studio. Pod, slash podcast studio. But, like, opening of the film... Opening of the there. film is Kylo chopping up yeah. some, some like, Zubios. Look, I have already come to terms with the fact that Palpatine is back, and I'm just trying to figure out him. which doorbell to ring Exa now. Exactly. But, so, when we and, we... and we see, here's what Palpatine's got. Sith statues. Big, tall ones. Uh-huh. He's on an arm that uh, my... Uh, that Forky... How are we referring <laughs> to my partner these days? Forky? Okay, yeah, fine. what do you mean? Yes, Jesus. What? Who saw the movie with us. Correctly identified as looking a lot like the Animus yes. from Assassin's Creed. Hell yeah. You know the whole movie oh, yeah. he's like dangling on that <laughs> yeah. thing? And she was like, that's like that thing from Anim the, the yeah. Assassin's Creed. Yeah. Great pull by Forky. Yeah, great. You were excited at the time. I loved it. Okay, geez. I love Forky, of course. Um, and also, yes, a tube with, count them, at least two Snokes in it. Two Snokes. And now here's what the I two really- two Snokes. The hey. <laughs> Coming to Netflix 2020. <laughs> two Snokes. The two Snokes. Um, Coming to Disney Plus. David, and and, and he's saying in Kylo's head, like, I've been the voice. Every voice you've heard in your head was me. I created Snoke. How is your grandpa? Which it sounds almost exactly like, as I said to you, the Blofeld speech at the end of Author Spectre, of all your pain, yes. Where he's like, actually, those bad guys you fought in previous movies Worked were false flags. And I'm like, 
I've seen Skyfall. There's no way that guy was working for Brofeld. Yeah. It doesn't make any sense. It doesn't matter. I'm like, I'm sorry, that's your third line of dialogue is telling me suddenly that all those other villains were like actors? So here's what- Were here's, crisis actors? Here's my thing. If he created <laughs> Snoke, uh-huh. okay? Yeah. Which, all right. And he's got multiple Snoke clones. Yeah. All right. Then why isn't the whole place- Filled with Snokes walking around and doing menial tasks. That's all I want. (laughs) You know, because there are like robed figures who are like, what? Make them all Snokes. And then he has a whole fleet, like Uh 10,000 Star Destroyers that have been built by who? I don't know. Show me some Snoke engineers. Who's piloting the ships? Show me Snokes. They showed some like little kind of like monkey-like looking creatures. You're right. They should all be Snokes. I do love the chimpanzee welder. He was cool. I think he's a really great actor, but <laughs> but you do make a good point, which is why isn't this film Despicable Me 4, except with the Emperor as Gru if and a bunch of Snokes as the minions. If you're going to go in on why I Why don't we have Snoke Snoke. saying banana? <laughs> banana! He's banana. very- Banana. You know, like, if you're going to go in on I Created Snoke, yeah. then go in on it. If you're going to go in on goofy emperor shit, go in on it. But doesn't that also feel weirdly disrespectful to Snoke, the character that J.J. Abrams himself created? It, it does. And it feels like he's but, doing that just to spite the fact that Last Jedi was like, well, Snoke's not, not that important to be like, no, actually, I'm the one who decided that Snoke's not that important, not you. And I decided he was unimportant before you did. So actually, he was actually double less important than you ever thought. Well, because he could have, what I didn't reading. get was he could have easily been a puppet. That he was controlling, like metaphorically, and he's like, "No, Correct. I literally made him." It's a little, it's a little much. But of course, Snoke, as this is the problem, and I and I sympathize with this problem from Amy's yeah. perspective. Johnson was kind of like, "I don't really want to deal with all these dangling yeah. threads. No one's telling me to deal with them. Yeah, so I'm not going to get into. You want to worry about a big? I'm not going to get into Finn's backstory. I'm not going to get into po- like I want to tell a story about the future. The last Jedi, right? It's very much about like let the right. past die." We're going to grow beyond that old stuff. Ooh, I think Past ain't dead. I think so much. Uh, past ain't done with us. Uh, I think. Then speak! I think <laughs> so much of the value of Star Wars, and this is what I don't understand about how sort of the discourse around these movies has changed. So much of the value of Star Wars was that everything felt so fully realized that you felt like. I can look down any corridor. I could pull out any yeah, character, yeah, yeah, yeah. and there's an entire history there that you can tell has been conceived. I mean, of that's in some part way. of the Lucas thing, right? That weird attention to detail that sometimes gets ridiculous, but right. still. But but that there was the mystery that everything wasn't explained to us. That you felt like I don't know who the fuck Boba Fett is, but there's something going on there, and there was like a coolness in the confidence of. He's not a dangling plot thread. Like, Boba Fett isn't a mystery that these movies need to solve. Right. And so for me, when people were like, what's this, like, fucking Snoke thing? What's the mystery of Snoke? Why does Last Jedi just throw Snoke at? I'm like, Snoke is what he appears to be. Right. Snoke is, these movies are about how cyclical culture is, how these things keep on repeating themselves, and the argument that these movies make is, like, there's always going to be some weird sickly guy at a throne who's, like, commanding people. I, I have things to say about this. Yeah, I, I want. I have one more Snoke thing I want to say, uh, but I want to say something really important. Yeah, go ahead, S- Snoke. One more thing I wanted to say before this movie came out, I try. I was really killing myself over Snoke because I'm like, are they going to figure that out? Are we never going to know what happened with Snoke before this? Before this movie comes out, right? Mm. And just give me a very skeptical look. Yeah, I 
don't give two shits about Snoke. That's why I am I'm nerdy a baby. enough that I eventually I just start to be like, come on, come on. Are they going to explain it in like a novel or a comic book oh, or something? Oh, yeah. And like a no- I, Yeah, I just didn't. So I dive into the Wikipedia. Right. And I find what until now had been the accepted canon excuse for all this. Okay. I know what this is. Do you? Yes, go ahead. It's like that Emperor Palpatine, before he died in Return of the Jedi, uh-huh. had sort of like dreamed up sort of a secondary plan of like, if I die, the Empire goes with me, but I'm seeding a new Empire out in the unknown regions, which is supposedly where all this has taken place, right? Mexico. Mexico. I mean, they don't mention that, but yes, uh-huh. right? And so, and that's where Hux's dad, like, is part of that whole plan, whatever, right? Okay. And so the adventures when, of Hux's death. Exactly. Okay. And so when the Emperor dies, okay, mm-hmm. there are these sort of like there's this remnant out in the unknown regions. And I can I can deal with that. Boys in Brazil. Exactly. It's sure. like Nazis in Argentina. Exactly. Right. It's right. just like that. And I'm like, that makes sense. That is, there would be this sort of little rogue element. And then Snoke in the in this telling is just like a dark force creature mm-hmm. all the way out there who finds these people and kind of like is like great. Here's like an army for me to sort of corrupt. And and like these are this is a group that needs another creepy withered bald exactly. dude. Exactly. They to, gravitate to towards them. him for that very reason. And I was like, that makes sense. And, That's a perfect excuse for like what inferred. the first order is, what Snoke is, and you don't need Snoke to have been anyone's puppet. He can have just been sort of like a side villain. He doesn't need to be anything other than what he appears to be. Now, can I ask something? And then something? this movie's like, no, they didn't speak. It was Palpatine. Oh, yeah. Can I just ask something really important? Yeah. Should I have done figgy pudding instead? Because I'm now trying to remember why I thought oh, it was right there. Partridge in a fig tree was Pear funny. Tree. That's why yeah, I'm like, because that's what? What was? The, why did I end up on that? That's gonna be one of those things where listeners the whole time are gonna be like, it's I, fucking. I also, because I knew. I'll say this. I'll say this. I knew you were gonna say a, a partridge in a fig tree. I did too. I decided. And I, was like, on I don't this. know why, but I know that's what he's gonna do. I decided on this like ten it's days ago. You're Palpatine and he's Snoke. Now I can't remember why I thought. thought. That's right. This, it's such a long walk. Me. It doesn't really make sense. Figgy pudding is the thing. Are we done with Snoke? Yeah, it's all I have to he's, in a, he's in a little tubey tube. Uh, he's in a tubey tube, and yeah. the important thing in The Rise of Skywalker is not Snoke, it's that the Emperor's been behind it all. But wait, hold on. Isn't the Sith, though, like, isn't it some ancient thing? Like, wasn't yeah, that, it's like wouldn't an ancient that be order their of... ancient, like... Well, but the idea is the Sith was Palpatine. There's only right. ever two Sith. Yeah. So he was chilling over there in Coruscant, whole planet's a city. Right. And he dies. It's supposed to be the end of the Sith. Right. You know, Vader was the other one. He dies, too. <sighs> Dunzo. But I was right. oh, no, go ahead, Ange. Ange. Well, all right, so so we're in Palpatine's lair. Yeah. Yes, we're in which, his lair. Which like, another point I want to make, like no visually, I feel like none of these I like really don't like the look really of it. Stick it's, with me it's, at all. Yeah. The only thing that they've got going is the sort of flashing lights. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But that like, are gonna give people seizures. When you think about even Force Awakens and especially last night, right, right? Like a lot of the design attention so to rad. these layers being yeah. really cool. I mean, Return of the Jedi, obviously. Yeah. yeah. I think the Emperor's Tower is very cool in Return of the Jedi. Yeah. Yeah, this is just kind no. of like this lame, amorphous, sort of endless hall. Endless hall void thing. Yeah. Um, it I, does have an animus. It does so, kind of I, like stadium seating for all the hooded people. Right. Yeah. So the, the kickoff premise. Yeah. <laughs> but okay, So my question, uh, this is the. Who do you think warms up? <laughs> Well, we've already started. I mean, that guy, any room. Well, pa- eat. Palpatine's on the gas network. So it's probably like Big J, maybe. Yeah, right. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> it's 
is crazy. I mean, you can't I've be... worked Sith rooms before. I know what I'm doing. <laughs> you can't be an evil emperor anymore. They're silencing evil emperors. I mean, Palpatine is a guy who likes to push boundaries. Sometimes he misses. No, he misses. Right, such as when he pushed Kylo Ren down a hole. <laughs> Didn't seem to work. I, I appreciate that he's like, you go down a hole just like I went down a hole. And I'm like, dude... You survived that. Try something else. I'll rip yeah. him in half or something. No. I guess that doesn't work either. Well, my question is, so, all right. So this movie kicks off, like, you know, video guy. You've got a little triangle. Little finds quest. him. Finds it. Yeah. Real quick. He sends Kylo off to kill Rey. Mm-hmm. Who at this, and at this point, mm-hmm. Palpatine knows that Rey is his granddaughter. Spoiler alert. Emperor Palpatine. Is the grandfather of Ray? No, I'm just, I'm just oh, saying we're now. Saying it again. No, I'm just like, yeah, let's get that on. And yes, he right. is like, but he's not telling Kylo that. He's just yeah. saying, no, go kill the scavenger girl. But but Kylo knows because Kylo reveals it to her. Yes. How does he know? <laughs> I don't. Okay, because right, he says. He basically was like, remember when I said you were nobody? I actually meant, or your parents were nobodies. Be, I wasn't lying. I was going to tell you after that Palpatine's your I grandpa, but I, I got cut off. I withheld some additional information, no, 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 but no, no, I wasn't he, lying. He's not saying that he knew back in the last movie. I, there is a scene where Palpatine's like, there's more to the girl than you think. And Ben's like, well, you know, Kylo's like, what? And then we cut. That's when he's telling her. I, that's when he's telling Kylo, and yeah. that's when Kylo. But the point is, he's like, "Go kill Ray." Yeah. But then he does. He he's like, "Ray, I'm not going to kill you, but I'm going to tell everyone else I'm taking my boys a hunting." And then they go. I just I I can't track. Are you trying Palpatine's. to sort through? Oh no, I can't track his motives because he's like, "Go kill Ray," and then she shows up, and he's like, "No, actually, I want you to kill me." Yes. Which when has that ever been a thing? And then it becomes, "Oh, actually, I have both of you guys here, Force so I'm going to use you as a." Battery. Classic, classic force die. Guys, it's one of those classic force dies. Griffin looks But then he kills distraught. but then Ray kills him and then there's no She doesn't kill him. He kills himself. She reflects his, his lightning own... back at him. I believe that is the symbolism there. Do we talk about Palpatine's net death now? Because like Yeah, he yeah, he died. She no. okay boomered him. <laughs> she did. He was like be a Sith and she was like, okay, boomer, and then roasted. His face off she with his own his lightning off. powers. And oh, uh, for the oh. record, I did give you some comedy points for that last night. Thank you. Yeah, and we should also point out the uh, candy dish uh, that he Palpatine had <laughs> yeah. just next to his. Uh, it was the Ben big was apparently chair. doing a bunch of Werther's jokes. I was two seats. <laughs> oh, away, it was so great. Didn't... It was so. <laughs> you funny. never visit your grandpa anymore, Ray. No, it is. I mean, Palpatine's plan is one of those classic Palpatine plans. Uh-huh. To be fair, where he's like, whatever happens, and this is kind of his superpower. When you walk into the room and like, I've got you. He's like, I have foreseen this. <laughs> I was always planning for this to happen. And like you, he's so confident I'm gonna kill you. that oh, you're kind of you like, me. I guess this was your grandmaster plan, buddy. So I feel like if Ben comes in, if they both come in, or if just Ray comes in, sure. he's like, yep, that's what I thought. And I knew it would be you. <laughs> what do you guys think Palpatine's doing the whole time? He's waiting yeah, for everybody. He? Well, there's this thing. Like a dangling puppet. Just like, do you think they're going to He's come? He's like a StarCraft character uh-huh. who has been trapped in some map, part of the map that he can't leave. So he's just like, I guess I'll build another ship. <laughs> and then just like, boink. And he's like, also, are there any, another one. Are there any people on those Star Destroyers? Snokes! Whole- That's what I wanted to see. A bunch of Snokes just walking around. <laughs> come on! Yeah, and they'd be wearing Banana. all the like Imperial Guard wear sure. and stuff, but they'd be like spilling out because it's like too small. No, it's never fully explained who's running those ships. They do say like we're gonna have to get more joins kids. Them, and right. then, but I'm like, you're gonna need a lot of kids. You're gonna need to grow them up real right. fast. 
And so, can, can this I, is this what? is the problem. Look, I, I hate being nitpicky. I Same. hate poking logic holes in these things. That. But this movie is giving you so much information. You you do kind of start to just think on it. Can I tell you what's going through my head right now? Yeah, go ahead. It so looks you, like you're having you, a crisis. You of commented on the fact that I suddenly look very sad and I'm yes. staring off into the distance, <laughs> right? And I truly am having this like minor existential crisis right now. Okay. Wait, you are. Griffin yes. Newman. Griffin Newman? Yes. What? Over Star Wars? I'm sorry, what? <laughs> uh-huh. Okay, well, this everybody strap in. This has never happened in, in any of our other episodes stuff. about Star Wars specifically where Griffin said he couldn't sleep for days. <laughs> What's up? What's troubling you, Thank my you. friend? And my brand is strong. <laughs> I'm just, I'm thinking, right? Time is flattening right now, okay? Oh, yeah. And I sit here at this table. I look at four of my favorite people in the world. This family we've chosen. Who's the fourth? Oh, fuck. It's I, the little, what's the little guy? Oh, Baba Frick? Yeah, he's I was with counting us. myself by accent, which is also very much untrue. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking at three people I love, and also I'm in this room. We love you, Griff. Okay? Yeah. This is the family I've chosen. Okay. This thing that we've made that I'm very proud of, okay? Mm-hmm. This thing that came out of our friendship, Ben and I having a separate relationship, us meeting you through Ben, like all the, this, this thing, right? Yeah. That all stems out of, initially, this genuine love we had for sitting down and talking about all this 100%, weird 100%. fucking uh, Star Digging Wars into the prequel minutia. lore and just having fun, like riffing on it and being silly. And look, talking about Gorgmongers. I could do this all day. We could do this for six years. We're like Captain America fighting right. George Lucas. I could do this all day. And I'm just sitting here as we're having this conversation, and I, I just had this thought of, I find no joy in this anymore. <laughs> oh, and it's not... To some degree, what a beautiful, touching moment. And the fans are like, "Wow, that's really nice." No, but, like, but but truly, it is this thing where I don't know if it is that the, the particular ways in which this movie is frustrating, mm-hmm. or if it's just been sort of Star Wars overload, uh, overload, or if it is sort of the way that the discourse around Star Wars is built. Sure. And the way that society, not society, but I feel like the discourse around film in general has become so much more the, I want to come up with the definitive explainer on why this thing is bad. Yeah, which is uninteresting. Debate me, coward. I can prove the point. This is why, inarguably, this thing is not Which is not interesting. It's fine for people to feel differently about different things. And we have somewhat made our backs... And I will meet you at dawn. (laughs) Off of doing field of glory. That sure, I guess so. I think as time has gone on, the show's evolved. We tried to find it's become something else. What I try to be, and what I agree, I'm sure you agree with me. The opposite of is the the cinema sins type thing where it's like, see, don't you see? Here are the problems, and here is why it's bad. With every even red letter media, right? Those sorts of things, right? Right. Which the red letter thing felt so radical when it came out, where it's like, here's someone sitting down and explaining everything. But now it's just like the most exhausting thing you can. And that and cinema sins and all of this shit and like all of the copycats have just become the like. You know, like someone like fucking tweeted at Ryan Johnson last night. I made the mistake of for four seconds logging on Twitter after I'd seen the movie. Mm. And someone had like fucking screen capped this like essay. He replied to it. Did you see your reply? Right, where it was just like, Ryan, I have finally come up with a definitive argument for why your film is disrespectful to Luke Skywalker. And he was just like, I I disagree. I disagree. And also, what am I supposed to say? There's no, you're not going to pass a law here. Dentact? <laughs> Maybe add an, add some new appendixes. No disrespecting of Luke Skywalker. A crime illegal. B you, Luke Skywalker untouchable. Do you remember like a year and a half ago when we were meeting with someone 
who works at Vulture, and it, it, the film had been out for, last night, I'd been out for almost a year at that point. Sure. And he was like, can you believe, like, 10 months later, I still am fielding pitches for, hey, just want to reach out. I come up with the definitive explanation of why Last Jedi was bad. Right. And we were like, this is so crazy that this argument is continuing nine months later. Yeah. And now multiple years later, it's like, that has become so exhausting that I find no joy in explaining why the Star Wars movie that I don't like is bad. I get that. I get that a lot. It's, because I don't want to explain it, that. but it's also just like... Yeah, okay, but like... I think it's a, it's a combination like of what? the internet it's, just being... I don't know. Exhausting. It's getting bad. The, the election's wheel, yeah. happening. You what? know, what? Huh? No, no, it's just it, it, I don't know. We're well, in a different I, place. I, I'll now. tell you who I'm voting for. No, I just no, I just. No, I'm going to tell you, Bobby Frick. <laughs> yes, straight ticket. Whoever he's with, top to yeah. down. I yeah, <laughs> honestly, same. All right, can we can we go well, on the record that blank check is Bobby Frick 2020? Bobby yeah. Frick, innocent MVP. <laughs> Bobby Frick, whatever he wants, I'll do it. I, I donated. I should just admit right now, I donated ninety thousand to Bobby Frick's <laughs> campaign, but it was a year ago. I didn't even. Bobby Frick hadn't even. And you signed up for our credit. Patreon, guys. All of our money is going to go it's towards right the Bobby to Frick, Frick campaign. Right to Bobby Frick. Yeah, that's right. Uh, I just I mean, think he's a cool guy. I, think I know, but I, mean, I think the the, the culture. It <laughs> yeah. is funny because, like, I, I mean, we liked the Last Jedi. It wasn't exhausting talking about the Last Jedi. Well, the it thing that's fun. crazy about the Last Jedi, to I think me and a lot of film critics, uh -huh. is we were all there at that press screening. Yeah, we all saw it. All four. Every <laughs> everyone, all us critics walked out being like, "Damn, that thing is good." Wow, he really that we we were like. Wow, like he surprised us with that. Those, I can't wait yeah. for people to freak out about this movie. The, the two days in between when you and all of our critic friends exactly. saw the movie, when I got to see it, there was this hushed tone of of, of like everyone who had seen it being like kind of holding a hot hand it's here. It's kind of cool. Like I'm amped to see everyone like, lose And it's their not some like bullshit conspiracy where we were all just like, yes, let's all decide to like this one. Yeah. Like we were all just well, like, Kathleen holy called shit. you up and just like, right. oh, get your whole yeah, family yeah, and yeah, let's yeah, just right. say it's Babu good. came by with the check. But, and like <laughs> admittedly when we did <laughs> so much bigger than his body. <laughs> it was pretty good. When we did our uh, Last Jedi episode right afterwards, I was like, there's certain things that are bumping for me. Like I overall like this movie a lot. There are things I haven't totally reckoned with. I've seen many more times since then, and I only grow to appreciate it more and more and more. Yeah. I don't think it's a perfect film. I understand, good, but I think it, like, fucking rules, and it's, it's great. Good. It's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, uh, but we don't have to talk about Last Jedi. We already talked about that. We'll do a commentary on it uh, in our Patreon soon enough. I guess the one thought I did have, though, is just thinking about the whole, like, upsetness towards killing Luke off. I mean, you killed Han Solo. People up oh, well, did, was that upset a thing? that Luke like, is not a badass in The Last Jedi. That he's Which this, I like, think he is. He is. I agree with that. But like that he's this sort of like angry grump that he's sort of turned against, you know, right. his Jedi uh -huh. ways. But JJ set that up. He I, fucked off the I island. agree with that. Yeah. But this is the debate that has raged right. on the internet with yeah. absolutely no one ever calling each other mean names. No. And, and here's the even bigger thing that has come out recently, had always been a whisper, but has now pretty much been confirmed. Uh -oh, what did Babu Frick do? Oh no! No! Don't cancel Babu Frick. No! <laughs> He's canceled. Already. Is he Charlie Rosing people? Does he wear a robe and then it comes undone at the worst moment? Babu Frick is a turf. <laughs> oh God! No! <laughs> come on, come on. What? What? What have you heard? Uh, fuck turfs. Go ahead. In the <laughs> thank you, Hinch. Yeah. In the completely discarded George Lucas outlines for what the next three films should be. That, like, the fandom menace, as they call themselves, are now hiding behind, like, these movies aren't legitimate. Mm -hmm. Only the George version is real. Mm -hmm. This George version we haven't read. 
George's take on Luke was he becomes Colonel Kurtz. Yes, yeah, in in the uh, in his sort of vague idea of overwhelmed seven, with eight, nine. a great failure and right. becomes a hermit and lives on his own and does not has disavowed the Jedi. It's also what Yoda does. The idea that it is also what Yoda does. The idea, but you know what, Yoda fucking should do it because he blew it. Yeah, Yoda blows it so damn hard. Three movies of people being like, I think the Sith are conspiring, and he's like, Yeah, yeah. Well, let's think on that. You know, like yeah. never does anything. But the idea that Ryan Johnson perverted something that? that Abram set up, that perverted something that Lucas intended, when all three of those guys, gun to their head, were like, well, no, obviously the story thing is that something fucked up happened to Luke, and that's why he's living in guilt and shame mm. on an island by himself and has become a crazy man. Mm. All three of those filmmakers had the exact same instinct. Right. It's it, a logical instinct. It's the logical instinct for what to do for that character. Right. Especially if... The whole cornerstone of Star Wars is this idea that these things rhyme, that these things cycle, mm -hmm. you know? And the interesting way for them to cycle is to have these subversions on the things we know, right. which I think Force Awakens does a very good job of setting up new characters who are interesting subversions of our original heroes. Mm -hmm. And Last Jedi does a really interesting job of subverting the expectations of how we think those characters' story arcs are going to And there's go. no subversions. This movie. Right. I mean, it just feels like it's this thing I was talking about with you folks after the movie where it's like this this feeling of uh, I, to some degree, it's not like this was the first time it happened. But I, I feel like I saw this big shift after the Lord of the Rings trilogy where people were like, oh, man, God, that's like so jealous of how neat that thing is. They had three books that were all written at the same time by one guy, and they shot three movies at the same time with the same exact creative team. And so you have three movies that are really of a piece and it's a cohesive trilogy. And I feel like since then, when people sequelize things, the emphasis is rather than going, what's the most interesting kind of story for these characters next, is to act like, how do we write a sequel that makes it seem like we were intending this to happen all along? The sequel can't just be, let's sit down, blank page, what's the most interesting thing that happened next? It's how do we look at the things in the first movie and make it seem like they were all teasing something right. for a second movie right. that was never a given? Right. And I feel like this film is trying to do that with Force Awakens, with The Last Jedi, with the prequels, and with the original trilogy. Right. And take all these elements and go, well, obviously this is what it was all building towards. Right. Yeah. And it does have that burden of being... Episode nine, the end of right. the Skywalker saga. But that is a saga. totally self-imposed burden. Okay, There's but no here's what I want to say. Feel that here's way. what I'm saying. Babu Frick, it's like agree. <laughs> he's like blue collar, okay, and you need someone who understands the working man. Yep. But he's not afraid to break the rules, which we also need in this country right now. <laughs> but we he's good at his job. Who's going to defy the establishment? I feel like I could have a beer with Babu Frick. I could no have a question. beer with Babu Frick. I could hack a droid with Babu Frick. <laughs> you could hack a droid and then have it mean absolutely nothing right afterwards. Not right afterwards, Angie. Oh, I'm sorry. 20 minutes 20 later. minutes at least. I will say this. All right, so here's some things I liked about The Force Awakens. I just want to say this very quickly. The Force Awakens? I mean, this Rise of Skywalker. When, <laughs> like when Babu Fur came on screen, you pointed very passionately at the screen and went MVP. And yeah. what did I say to you? What? I said, David, I have had the action figure in my Target.com cart. I've just been waiting for confirmation. You did say I've this. been so close to pulling the trigger. I've been so confident that Babu Frick... Is my dude. He is your dude. He didn't disappoint. He didn't disappoint. Um, the rise of I'm picking well, up my action you're, figures. You're going to say as things you here. liked. Here are some things I liked about this the film. A. Babu Frick. Great guy. Great. Number one. Should have been part of the team. Like, Babu Frick should come with them. 
Well, so should Rose. Yes. Like, that's another conversation. Well, no, she had to stay on the island. Uh, yeah, for she had to look at Star reasons. Destroyer. Of course. Wait, hold yeah, on, where I, are you going? Okay, she ran off. You, uh, you don't remember that scene where Finn goes, uh, Rose, you're sure you don't want to come? Because I'm making it very clear that I'm inviting you, and if you're not coming on our fun movie together, that is your choice. Because we're, oh, we're right, being right, very I generous. I the things I liked about right. I, Finn, am being so generous. <laughs> One, Babu Frick. We Babu want, two. We want you to be in the two. movie. I two, wanna, Babu Frick. I, I want Babu Frick, yeah. <laughs> double shout out. Double shout out. There was Three. a point where Rose goes, nah, and he goes, are you sure? And I went, yeah, it's just, you know, there's a lot of bad faith arguments online. It's probably better if I sit in the sidelines. Right. She essentially becomes Polly Perrette in NCIS yeah, where she's so just reading shit off a computer screen. And, and, and you know what? It hurts Billy Lord, who I adore. And yeah. that's she her, does, that's her role. Her, right. She's supposed to be the that's little true, friend. Yeah. Connix? Can I Connix. just say, Kelly Marie Tran looked fucking amazing she at the premiere. incredible. Quick premiere. aside. Anyway. Super hot. Her. Anyway, go ahead, David. Super other hot. things you liked. Hux. Love the big reveal that Hux is spying on the First Order mm-hmm. for the Resistance, mostly out of personal jealousy for mm-hmm. Kylo Ren. Felt like a great resolution of Hux's his narrative. You know, he spent three movies getting that shoved was. onto force, onto consoles and stuff like that, right? Here's what I don't Yelled love. at. Him being shot a scene later. I would like more of a movie where it's this weird allegiance of like. But it's the problem with the movie where it's just like they just have they no have time to move for it. Anything. You don't even. We, I at so least wanted like a close up of his face, like yes. a sad, like we have a moment, but it's it's like treated like a I laugh. Agree. It is treated like after a laugh. he just like, you know, he was a fucking spy. Yeah, but totally. he's still a dickhead. But yeah, he's but, still you know, a dick. But, uh, but, but, uh, but also not to make blanket statements. Oh boy. But saying oh, it, it doesn't check. have it doesn't have time. It doesn't have time. It doesn't have time. As I was re-sort of running the movie in my head, mm. I genuinely think that almost nothing that happens in the first half of the movie needs to happen. That's fair, because it's fetch questy, which is, uh, you know, very... I, why, why do they need the dagger in the They holocron- gotta get the dagger to find the Sith Wayfinder. I can't believe you're not paying attention. You need the Sith Wayfinder to find your way to the Sith. It fi- it's in the name. Wayfinder. Sith Wayfinder. But, the, like, the movie is like... You want to find your way to the Sith? Finder, but you need know the it. knife to get to the wayfinder. Yeah, only this knife tells. Wait, with the defense of look, oh, look, the movie's oh. overloaded because we had to complete a nine-film arc. There's so much I'm we sure. had to tie up. It's like, then why are you creating conflicts that you have to resolve? Of like, oh, C-3PO has read the dagger, but he can't translate. I kind of so like. To- okay, so I'm back to my my yeah, yeah. things I like. Things I like, like that if that was something that ran across the entire movie. It feels like there's 15 minutes spent on the four moves of. He knows it. We have to reset it. Now yeah. he's evil. Now he's back. It's kind of the he's p- back, but he doesn't remember anything. Now R two D two has to reboot. Yeah, no, no, I get and you. you. Go, like, it's sort of just like ran around this... in a cul de sac for like a fucking it's a little... twenty minutes. Well, we had to get there so Poe could get inspiration from another cool lady. Use her line for his like big motivational right. speech. I, I, look, I'm gonna get thirsty on the main, but I thought Zori Bliss was really hot, and her... it made me question my sexuality. That I was so turned on by someone who didn't have a face. Her. So you think you're faceless sex? I don't know what my thing is, but she. Came on screen. Here's I mean, what my like, thing is with Zari. Oh, fuck, yeah. I'm into it. Her ass is working overtime. It, She's got a great butt. It is. Hey, go to a Daft Punk great. show with the helmet on and see if you can meet someone. <laughs> maybe I'm attracted to Daft Punk. Yeah, maybe you are. Go into the Tron world. <laughs> you know, hook up with a computer program. Look, I mean, her I ass wanted is, more hair. Her ass, ass is making it work time. in a gig economy. Okay, I, I really, I think. She also has an incredible voice. Yeah. Oscar a, Isaac's got a great butt, too. Yes, he does. A cute and little tushy. And it is tushy. also working Work overtime. Over- yes. Yes, it is. It has its own sad card. And I did like <laughs> that this film was kind of horny. 
<laughs> it feels a little hornier oh, than other I Star Wars films. I want to this. Oh, it's, it's not horny, horny enough. I, not horny I, enough. It could be horny. It could certainly <laughs> afford to be hornier. Correct. But I like that it was a little horny. Yeah, but then there's not much kissing. No. Well, Just one kiss. That we how about do. the moment at the end? An exclusively game. Does that little kind of? I know. Weird. That was that Isaac, was great. That was, really that was good. I, They're gonna. They didn't say a word, and I was like, that was good. Yeah, I mean Oscar Isaac. Some good face acting of like. If I can be fully honest, obviously I like the implication that there is a romantic or sexual history between Zori Bliss and Poe Dameron. Do I wish there was a scene where Poe Dameron and Zori Bliss for ten minutes just stopped and said, mm-hmm. "Hey, can we just recount in detail every sexual act we performed upon each other?" Yes, of course. Right, the movie demands that. Turn his mic off. Turn his mic off. <laughs> it demands I, it. I'm going to ask him. Turn his mic off. I'm going to say straight, straight to jail. Straight to jail. Straight to jail. Bob is going to come cancel you. Hands off. Shut up. Be quiet. Too horny. Too horny. All right. Things I liked. I liked Hux. I liked. Hux, I felt like that was a fun culmination, as I was saying this to you on the subway and you told me to save it for the mic. Yeah. Fun culmination of the the Admiral Piet type, these poor put upon bureaucrats sure. who are evil, but yeah, they're just regular see. evil. It's the first time they've Exactly. Really and he's like, well, I'm gonna do something empire. about it. And yes, right. of course. But I just like that idea, even if it, yes, is slightly underbaked. In the same way, I did like giving C3PO something to do. Uh, he has lots to do in the original trilogy. Can I just quickly say the other thing I really liked about the Hux twist? Yeah. And what I think is in the spirit of what Go these ahead. new films have been doing well, the idea that Hux ultimately reveals himself to like, look, I, I don't have any fucking larger philosophy right. here. I just don't I'm just like attracted Kylo. to power. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I don't, just, I don't care about anything. He's any like, I'm a regular villain. I'm not a fucking Sith, whatever that yeah. even is. Right. I just wanted to be in a big spaceship and blow things up. But this thing of yeah. like, look, this and is means yell. to an end. I love being in front of a, exactly. a, a crowd exactly. of people. I love to be on a big stage with banners behind me. Yeah. Right. I don't care what the fucking thing is. And I've got red hair. If I had made it as a stand-up, I would have done that and not become a conservative okay. YouTuber. Um, uh, 3PO. I like, yeah, just giving him a little something to do. I do too. I think he's a lot of fun. Yeah. I think all of his lines really are funny. Like, the, all, all of his sort of stuff. And I like everything they do with him as a character. It just feels like it is 20 minutes where they rush six big moves on, and then he's sort of just around for the rest of the film. And it's just also, again, it's this it's a script written by J.J. Abrams and Chris Terrio, story credits to Derek Connolly and the captain. Mm-hmm. Um, Which like, we did. Let's be fair. We saluted him when his name I did came. salute him. And, and what did we say? Aye, aye. <laughs> aye, aye we said aye, aye. Aye, aye, Captain C. I will say this. I'd read his script. I would too. I'd take a gander. Can I say- I'm just interested. Can I say the hottest take that I've been sitting on? Maybe he'd have done a better job. I kind of think so. Probably not, but you never know. I kind of, I kept on thinking it, and I honestly- Angie's mad. The more I'm not mad. He's it's disappointed. Just, no, I'm just- <laughs> I'm just thinking of like the arc of this podcast. I know, and I know, he which, which is part of why episode. I'm saying this. I yeah. know, but but it, I was like, am I just thinking this because it's like a beautiful narrative conclusion to whatever we've been doing? But then Possibly. I was like, but also I, I kind think it would have just been easier to he hate did make if he the made book the of same Henry. movie. Yes. That's true. It would have been easier you to explain. Like, that was his fault. But because JJ, damn captain. Well, JJ's problem was wasn't that it was bad. It's that it's so safe it became bad. I don't know. I don't know. Sh- it just, it's sure. Uh, it was very eloquent yeah. phrasing I'd by to, me. I, I, I think JJ was much too safe. But as I do think this is maybe more of an Abrams thing, but yes, the fetch quest within fetch quests. So even the 3PO thing where, as you say, where it's like, oh, he can't translate it. I'm like, oh, that's kind of a fun idea. That I do he'd too. Be like that's a funny. Sort of programmatic, programmatically barred from yeah. reading. Yeah, I was going to say, was like, would Sith like 
descent, like a horror movie, I, like when I, anyone reads Latin. I think it's more just like it's like, you know, it's like hate speech in the gallery. Like you just can't say it. You're like whatever, right? You would write yeah. it into computer. But then like, right, it's like, how do we deal with it? You gotta go to the place, you gotta see the guy, the guy's gotta do a thing. You know, it's just it's another little quest. I also yeah. just feel like the thing I kept on thinking about was, I think, how smartly uh, uh, the Toy Story franchise uses the Buzz Lightyear character. And we'll come up with these resets for him where it's like, oh, in the second one, he has to meet a new Buzz Lightyear. In the third one, he goes back to Spanish mode. In the fourth one, it's like him trying to listen to his own voice box. But it actually lets you live in these new conditional identities of Buzz Lightyear rather than this, which is just the move is the thing. It's yeah. the decision where it's going to happen. Yeah. And then you don't actually have to deal with the consequence that much at all. I also just feel like in Star Wars, usually when you go to a planet. It's the only time I relate this franchise to you. Yeah, Jesus Christ. Uh, when you go to a planet, you, you hang out there. Yeah. This movie doesn't really hang out at any of the planets. No, no, no. We no. skip. We like, skipped the classic the kind of format is right. It's like there's like three planets and an act is almost devoted to each of them. Which, again, this felt like a response to Canto Bite. Everyone's saying they were there for too long. So then we go instead go to like four different planets ooh, and ooh, spend ooh, five, ooh, five ten minutes. One of one of the planets, uh, if we're going to sort of go back to the main. So the main plot of the story, you see Palpatine, he the dead speak, yada, yada, yada. Tells <laughs> Kylo to go kill Ray. Cut to Ray. Yeah, there's you know there's the light speed. There's a, a very busy action sequence where the Falcons like they get spy information. They get spy right, mm -hmm. which is like when you said you were exhausted. Yes, after that. Yep. But then they go to what my coworker Spencer Cornhaver described as Piglet Coachella, <laughs> 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 uh, an alien planet where they're having a festival for the first time. In, in 42, 42 years. years, guys. What's 42 years ago? The original Star Wars. That's right, 1977. No, but I mean, what did you think of Piglet Coachella? I liked it. I mean, here was the thing I was getting into in the beginning of this movie. Because that's kind of fun. You're like, oh, look, this is a new thing. It was fun until she was like, what's your name? Right, and then right. the rude piglet is no, like, what's what your last name? I asked you a fucking question, you complete stranger. I don't have a last name, but I will in 30 minutes. Yeah, I will in like, yeah, give me like, you know. And then an at the end 45. of the movie, we'll get into that. In the rhyming ring theory view of Star Wars. It's like poetry or rhyme. Right. The way that Force Awakens feels so much like an analog of, uh, you know, uh, A New Hope, or as I like to call it, Star Wars. Yeah. And uh, mm -hmm. Last Jedi has a similar approach to like break everything, question yeah. everything, test the heroes, subvert expectations, yada, yada, yada. At the beginning, I was like, okay, this is feeling like it's mirroring Return of the Jedi in that it's in a, a bit of a hurry to reach all the ultimate catharsis that needs to be reached. And Indeed. also, I like how much silly Muppety stuff there is in this. Right. I feel like in the first 30 minutes, there's a lot of really good puppet shit. Yeah, there and is. And characters with really silly voices. Yeah. And I was kind of vibing in that aesthetic. And the fact of the matter is, at the end of the day, there is a baseline level of enjoyment I will have in any Star That's Wars film. That's how I feel. Because I, saw I love the fucking universe of Star Wars. And... I probably would rather have only seen it once in three days, yes. but I did not claw my skin off. It's Star Wars. I like Star Wars. Yes. I like TIE Fighters. and I like these characters. I like these performers. And, I like the aesthetics. You know, the craft the is so quit. high. The yeah. fucking, like, you know, all the costumes. I mean, I just oh, I like good. all the questions. Yeah. That costumes were costumes great. Look great. Yes. I, did, I will say, as Ange pointed out, I did find some of the sets and locations a little lacking, like... 
uh, some of the places like where they're at. I'm like, how did you even have time to take it in? I know yeah. you could barely like get like yeah. you would see the like the planet for like a second, and then yeah. you'd have to follow the plot. But I don't mind that sequence on Pasana, it's called, where they're at Pigla Coachella, mm-hmm. and then they get suckered into like a, a little, you know. Uh, machine, you know, vehicle by Lando, like, and okay. he's like, "Hey, I've been hanging out here," and I've been like, "You've been hanging out here, whatever." Okay, Lando's hanging out there. And I was like, "Wait, they just dropped Lando into the movie that quickly?" Oh, wait, now he's gone again. Yeah, like, gotta it, go. I'll be back later. I'll just come back later. Yeah, he'll come back I later. I thought he was gonna take the Millennium Falcon from there. Yes, I did yeah. too. I yeah. thought he was gonna have it for the rest of the movie. I thought they were setting up because they were like, "We left it behind. We have to take this new right." Ship. That might be cleaner. I Instead, don't they get remember the Falcon. how they get back the, to the Falcon. Gets, yeah. you know, it gets captured by the First Order, and they like run into it when they're rescuing Chewie from the First Order. And you know. but not that needs to copy the same beats, but much like Jedi, where it's you're like just in the like, garage. and they're like, "Oh, here it is." Oh, right, right, right. <laughs> Lando gets like his own little subplot, and they're like, "He's just here's what he's gonna handle." Leave Here's him with a character thing. too. Did none of these spaceships have like keys? Do you just walk on and like press the starter? Is that is well? That they how all come in dice. We know that they yeah. come. Here's the other. Emma, well, Emma, like, was... The Falcon got like it had changed hands about a few times. No, yeah, I know, but it's just funny. Yeah. Like they can't lock it. Like right, there's they, no like <laughs> fingerprint. I don't know, but uh, I was talking with Emma as well, Emma mm-hmm. Stefanski. Um, about like how in Star Wars people are always getting in ships where they're like this hunk of junk. Anyway, let's take it into space. The airless void of space. Don't you think it's also weird that it's like, oh my God, Lando Calrissian back. Here he is meeting for the first time the current owners of the Millennium Falcon. And he's not like, hey, do you mind if I just take like 30 minutes to fuck the spaceship? It's a long backstory, but we used to date. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. I am uh, quietly in love with uh, well, the Well, that's Fleabag where he was afterwards. My, my girlfriend's brain is in the Millennium Falcon. And they're like, there's a human brain in the Millennium Falcon. He's like, no, 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 no please, no. please. That would be weird. No, I used to fuck a robot. <laughs> you know what? David brought up something I- I've never thought of about in the Star Wars How universe. rickety the ships are? Yeah, well, rickety. No yeah. keys. No, no keys. Uh, are, there, are there, like, speeding tickets going on? <laughs> are we talking about Asking the real question. Space. Space cops. What's going on? Because I've seen a lot of speeders. There are a lot of speeders. It's in the name. And, and they're driving out of control. That's true. Going through red lights. I mean, come on. What a... Good comedian. <laughs> and I mean hey, it sincerely. I, I mean feel it like sincerely. for each of these episodes, Last Jedi, for yeah. you've always just been exhausted. I know. Because he doesn't sleep. No. We see it. He doesn't Too sleep. Anxious. December's bad for me. I don't know <laughs> if I've month. ever had a good bad December. Month. It's a bad month. It's my least favorite month. I hate it too. Yeah. And then January is like trying to rebuild. And February starts to get hot again because that's when the birthday comes around. And I'm like, all oh, right. Yeah, see, made I it another like year. Well, I see. I this is the thing. I probably would hate February if it wasn't my birthday. It'd probably be my least favorite month. Yeah. Why do you and hate get this little kick? I don't know. I mean, well, because my birthday is in January. Hell and then, yeah. Yeah. When and birthdays. I think February is just always really cold. It's cold. And it's Valentine's I've Day. I've had like bad. I moved to New York in February, and it was like an absolute shit show. Mm. So, mm. It is so, a tough like, time to move in. Yeah. In New York. It's uh, not that bad. February is fine. It's Black History Month. Short. Those are some things going for February. Okay, not to just play the comparison game, but can can I can I bring up the things so there can be a, a line of positivity in this episode? Yeah, sure. fine. Whatever. We are now uh, all but one episode away from the complete season of The Mandalorian. That's right. The penultimate episode dropped. Did you know Baby Yoda's in that one? I have heard that. Now I Did you know he has a little ball that he likes to but play with? But this is what's weird. I've watched every episode so far, and I can't figure Answer out- Answer the question, Congressman. <laughs> no, no, but this is what's important, okay? Yeah, I've watched yeah, yeah. every episode so far. I love the show, Where and maybe the I'm baby? just stupid. 
Wh- who would like to, to see, see the, the baby. baby? Who is Baby Yoda playing? Because I keep on watching trying to figure out which character Baby Yoda is playing. I don't know what this joke is. Like what his name? I know I was trying to do the bit of like you're saying Baby Yoda's on the show and I'm acting like Baby Yoda is like Steven Root in makeup. I don't know. I don't fucking know. Don't. My brain is melting. Wow. Relax. It's a good show and anyway, I like it. Mandalorian. Here are things I love about Mandalorian. I'm about a bet that won't quit. Okay. And I'm sure we'll talk about it behind Patreon paywall. I'm pointing at Ange. Very. We're pointing. A great pointing amount that butt. months to come. Yep, exactly. Oh, and I was getting too horny. No, no, no. I'm allowed. I'm always. Yeah, we're allowed. Well, Angie's very loud, but I am I am categorically right. I'm like on the record. It's less me. creepy when I do it, so that, I'm gonna. I don't think I'm allowed at all. It's <laughs> no. been, been number four on the allowed horniness. Yeah. Of the bottom. <laughs> Outlawed from all right. being horny. On Mandalorian. Him. You've seen all seven apps. There's one more to come. Uh, it's seven or eight now. There have been seven, and there okay. will there's yes. one more. Um, love it, love it, love it. But leave it. There... <laughs> media. Sure. Do you remember last year when we were recording our last Jedi episode and we were like, well, this is unquestionably the worst episode. The worst episode we ever recorded and we were like embarrassed, ashamed. We're like, Ben, can we not put it out? Can we delete it? And then people were like, great episode. We were like, do we not know anything? This is objectively our worst episode. (laughs) No, no, no. no. Last Jedi is still worse. Anyway, Mandalorian. There were so many moments in this film in terms of it being overstuffed. Uh. And maybe I'm just spoiled now because Mandalorian is giving me so much what I kind of want the future of Star Wars storytelling to be. Which is more like we're in the world. It doesn't have to be about fucking Skywalkers. Like it's a little more earthy. This episode can slow down and for 30 minutes it's just about this one thing. It's yeah. about this one yeah. place or this one dynamic right. or this one Such character. As, did you know Bobby Cannavale has a grown son? I do because he was a PA on vinyl. Well, I know because he was in The Mandalorian. Yeah, there's a Boston in space. Jay Cannavale, he's very hunky. Bill Burr also in The Mandalorian. A lot of comedians. He's pretty in great. Bill Burr was actually wonderful in The Mandalorian. He was, he was. He was actually a fantastic. And the Gungan joke slayed me. Emerson yeah. alum. Hell, hell yeah. All right. It, it is this thing, though, where I love how behavioral The Mandalorian is. Hmm. I like that there's this weird, like, 70s hangout vibe. Like, it does yeah, feel yeah, like yeah. a 70s Western show where they, like, ride into town and, like, something happens. Right. Like, it, it's like the incredible, it's like an old, the old Hulk show. Yeah. What's your deal this week? And that right. there's not this hyper serialized, massive story they're telling, even though now the plans are starting to come together. But what's coming together is, like, remember all the pals we met? They're all going to be. We'll involved. bring them back for one final curtain call. Exactly. And, and like when something like Zori Bliss comes into the film or Jana comes into the film or the idea of C-3PO's memory getting reset or any of these things in the movie, I just great. kept on going like this feels like a Mandalorian episode mm. that is now being smushed into five minutes of a two hour and 20 minute film. Well, Jana will get her own spinoff. So. But when Jana was, enters. That's the idea, I guess. I'm Well, I mean, Lando was literally like, oh, that's interesting. You don't know where you're from. What if you had a spinoff movie? But no, no. What Lando... Bill, I think Billy D. Williams can't deliver a line without saying, like, without it seeming like he wants to have sex with you, but where he's like, well, let's find out where you're from. I'm like, Lando, Jesus, you could be your grandfather. Yeah. Relax. I was anyway. too distracted by the fact that it was clearly a sequel. Yes, it, rather, it did which seem I like liked a, and I liked Naomi Aki. Go for it. It was I just I have no like, opinion on Janet. I like Naomi Aki. Right. I mean, I she didn't, she didn't have it. a lot to yeah. do. When she does her scene where she's like, let me explain everything about who I am and what my deal is, I turned to you and I went, I like that. That's a cool idea. It's a cool idea. It is now just being yelled at me for five minutes because the film doesn't have time to actually characterize her through behavior and through dramatic action. Like everyone needs to announce everything they're doing 
and who they are and where they stand and how they fit into everything. I mean, even to the degree of like uh, uh, Richard E. Grant, who is so perfectly cast here where you're like, of course, what an obvious choice to play a fucking creepy British stuff shirt. In is a the Star idea Wars that movie. he's like a Palpatine, like original fan, well, that that's just thing always where he's like, been around. Yeah, he's like, oh, I so served you in the... together, and I'm well, like, and I'm like, I mean, that's was he fun. like 15? Well, if you do the math, I guess it's like what's Richard E. Grant now, like 60. He yeah. was. It means he was like 30 in Return of the Jedi or whatever. Okay, but this is one of. Those I mean, it's things. not the most. But like, that's the thing where he's like, I yeah. when he says it, it's like said with such importance, and I'm like. So what, he was like a lieutenant? Like, okay. And it's like, this is exactly the wrong amount of information for me. <laughs> I either want you to just be creepy stuff shirt and just give me that fucking attitude, right. or I want you to actually have a thing that has relevance to the rest of the movie. Yeah. To just be like, hey, don't forget about me. People are going to write comics about me someday. Let me just tell you my deal. Thank you very much. That's my time. It felt yeah, like, it, felt like it was supposed to be Boba a big Fett drop, thing. and it wasn't. Right. Yeah. Because I don't care about. And I just felt that way almost every time a new character was introduced Help or a new me. concept was introduced of like, oh, this looks cool. I understand the kernel of the idea. Right. But it also feels like a movie that was on like such a speeding train in terms of like and, – and I think truly by the time that Solo came out, this film was too close to production and they probably realized, oh, fuck, maybe we should pull the brakes on everything and not have to hit specific – like sort of mandated dates. Right. Maybe we should this let is these the last films one they had become right. what they need to be, right? But this just feels like Sorry Bliss, Jana, Richard E. Grant, all these fucking things, Dio, are all just like vestiges of like a blue sky, spies in disguise brainstorming session with like a bunch of fun ideas they're putting on a whiteboard. And then they're like, yeah, I think we have room for that. We can fit that in. We can fit that in. And then the movie is just moving forward and forward and forward. And at a certain point, right. they understand oh, there's not actually room to do service to any of this, but let's just like keep it in and it's just like a thing in there. Yes. Which feels to me like Frozen 2, mm. where there are a bunch of things where you're like, that clearly must be some other thing that at but, some earlier point okay, meant something. He, here's the difference. Right, 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 right. The other thing, of course, this, this movie has the problem that you're describing. The other problem it has that it's also like, but then let's not forget the emperor. You know, like it's looking backwards at the same time. Like, right. you know. Uh, Wedge is here, right. Lando, like, you know, like they're but, trying but to do that. But ultimately, all I care about is these four central characters. I love yeah. those characters. You did such a good job investing me in them. And, that's and they I all think... mostly just seem like they're sort of running from place to place. Poe's the one who actually has a little to do. Yeah. Mostly, yeah. I think, because he didn't get as much in the first two. And especially because he hasn't had time with them as, like, a trio. Yeah, yeah. And right. I appreciate that. And yeah, I right. love to look I, the upon The three of them together was good. Yes, it's fine. It's good. Yes. The problem is that Ray is already burdened with her yeah. hero quest, so she's kind of like just like looking off in the distance anytime they're hanging out. Literally, yeah. yeah. She walks off in the middle of the fucking desert. And Finn and like, like has like this sort of half story. Yeah, line. what do you guys yeah. think about the so Finn is force sensitive. That's fine. And that's, this has been like a theory like, a, since Force Awakens. I have felt like that way since Force Awakens. I yeah. figured that was what caused I've always figured that the force was awakening yes. in right. that movie. Right. And that's what you know pauses him. And of course it was part of JJ's trick in that movie, which is he was trying to, you know, the marketing and everything was making you think like, well, Finn's right. the hero, Finn's he's the, the Jedi, right. yeah. he's gonna have the lightsaber. And then the movie's big trick, which people I guess sort of forget about these days because yeah. they just remember as Ray is the hero, is the right. Ray is the Jedi. But but that's but where I'm the, I've yeah. always been fine with that. And like right. just like in Return of the Jedi when Leia's getting a little forcey, you know, yeah. like sure, get Finn, that good, hint at it. But that's right. where the film fine. feels disrespectful to Force Awakens in a weird way to me, is that he is not trusting that we want to see the culmination of these characters that he created, these actors that he cast, yeah. who he encouraged to own these roles. And the movie instead needs to go like, 
No, no, don't worry about that. They're all part of a bigger thing, and the bigger thing's been going on forever. Yeah. Right, which and it's is a grander there you tapestry. Go. That's it. That's exactly what it is, and that's yeah. sort of a good articulation. My, my of fundamental what I found to be problem. A problem. He wasn't and, concerned with concluding their individual stories. Yes. Right, exactly. I don't know what each of these characters' arcs is in no. this movie. Which even no. down to but the, if you look at yeah. it from the grand scale of well, from the, the prequels to the end of this movie. How is the Skywalker, the story about the Skywalker name, sure. beginning, middle, and end, then, like, that's what he was aiming for. But, like, I hate the ending so much. I, we'll get to the end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But <laughs> just that it, it's it's not about Rey anymore. No, it's the not problem, about... No, go yeah. ahead. No, no, I, no it, I just... It's, it's, yeah, about I, it's about I, the I franchise. I got some yeah, more... Yeah. And, and Poe, I just, like, I Frozen love Ray, and it just felt shallow. I actually haven't seen Which Frozen you don't need to see. I don't care. Is that Frozen 2 is like, we're going to explain it. Arendelle, yeah. everything. Right. And I'm like, you're going to explain what? I never even, I don't know what the fuck right. you're talking about. And they're like, they're act, Frozen 2 is acting like it's Frozen 8. <laughs> you know, where they're like, finally, we're going to dig into some of the lore. And I'm like, I didn't need any of this. I don't need to know about their grandparents. <laughs> really? So That's that- what they get into? Oh, yes. Like, oh, yeah. What? Haven't you ever wanted to know about um, their grandparents? Well, I've always wanted to learn how, like, mermaids exist in the sea, and that's why the sequel to The Little Mermaid should be is that an what expansion of that. No, yeah, no, that's, yeah. like, a weird, like, what you're telling me sounds it's, it's, bad. It's, Look, I'm not going to open the yeah. whole Frozen box right now. I'm waiting for someone. You don't want to go into the unknown? Sorry. It's Frozen no. Jet. I'm also just waiting. Oh, it's 10 comedy points. Thank you. But I'm also waiting for, like, there's going to be some messy tell-all article about what happened with that movie, because clearly something weird happened. It did with seem that like movie. something weird happened, and there's a lot of songs on the cutting room floor we talked about it. That anyway. are on the soundtrack. Uh, cut late. I, uh, grant me a tangent here quickly, okay? And this is a focused <laughs> tangent. This is a focused Star Wars tangent, but I want to lead us down a, uh, an alleyway. Are you, are you okay the with the tangent? Right go ahead. Please. It's, okay, it's all totally right. on movie. Okay? Here you are. Here's your tangent. Uh, reward. As we've talked about many times before, Lucas always contends, no, the films are about this. They're about heroes' journeys. They're about this. It's a soap right. opera. It's da 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 Kids' movies, right. But the thing that Kathleen Kennedy very smartly identified that I think has been the key to trying to reclaim Star Wars is when he offered her the company. She said, look, I'm not going to do it mm-hmm. unless I can figure out what Star Wars' weird power is. And I've never been able to identify it. Mm. And George went, don't worry. I know what it is. I figured it out. And gave her the same spiel he's giving all the time when he's explaining why people don't understand the prequels and why they're wrong. And she was like, that's not it. That's not it. That's not it. And he's like, it is. It's about this. It's about storytelling symmetry and this and that. She's like, it's not. It's not. It's not. And like hours of them meeting like this. And she was like, George, what was going on in your life when you wrote Star Wars? we've talked about this. Well, yeah. I just, I'm resetting this I very quickly. <laughs> and he says, of course, well, my father wa- owned a hardware store and I was expected to take over the hardware store and it didn't excite me at all and it felt like a very boring life and I imagined that there was something greater out there for me and I discovered film and that got to be my escape and I wrote my own destiny. And she went, great, that's what it's about. Star Wars is about not wanting to become your father at right. a basic elemental level. That's what it's about. And he said, no, it's about storytelling. Yeah, of course, it's about the hero's journey. Right. Right. And in a way that is like the Terminator 2 trick, I think the brilliant piece of setup in Force Awakens is Oh, the thing to do here to tap into the core elemental feeling of Star Wars is to invert the previous thing. That rather than it being, what if your father was the greatest villain in the history of the galaxy? How hard would you fight to make sure you didn't become him? That it's the opposite of, what if your dad was the coolest hero of all time? Right. And what would you do to try to get out from the shadow of the expectations? Okay, so we're going to talk about Kylo now because... He is, I agree with you, the one with the most compelling arc in a way. And it's the Terminator the trick of like one. second movie, flip it. And then you get to Terminator 3 and it's like, what is it now? Sometimes he's good, sometimes he's bad. What is it now? He's a different bad guy, but right. he's, he was a, a, an old man. 
all this stuff where it's like you can only mirror it. There's an on and an off switch. There's not a third position. Yeah. And they throw in the third position in this one, which is Ray, which is what if your grandparent was a bad guy, but <laughs> you didn't know it. So simultaneously, you're trying not to become your bad forebear, but you're trying to convince it's him. So to this is so just uninteresting. Luke in Empire, right? Like which we don't need right. to see it again. It's the yeah. same thing we've gone and through. Here's like here's the arc that they had set up in the last two movies. Yeah. Ray is this abundantly powerful new creature of the forest, right? Yeah. Jedi, right? Kylo, uh, on the other hand, is burdened by all his legacy stuff, right? Yeah. And their bond, their bond, yeah. is the thing that's pulling and pushing both of them. Right. It's very clean. Totally. It works in seven and in eight. And, it works well. And here's another thing, okay? I think a problem with the prequels is that Anakin has no father. And there's no sense of what he's trying to avoid or trying to become in that sort of sense. Sure. It's just everyone yes. telling him, you're supposed to be the thing. And the kid's like, I, I guess. Yeah, I don't know. I right? mean, the other problem with the prequels is that it hinges on a love story. And that's George Lucas's, like, ultimate Achilles heel. But, but, anyway. the, but the beautiful idea, whether or not J.J. ever intended for her to be related to Palpatine David, or related to anyone else. she died of a broken else, heart. It's true, heart. and we should pay respects to that. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> but and she was so heavily pregnant with those two babies. You could tell. Yeah. yeah, she only had time to deliver both of them before she could die of a broken heart. And name heart. them. Yes. Yes, exactly. Um, but <laughs> it feels like whether or not J.J. ever had some master plan, the thing The Force Awakens is setting up and that Last Jedi like takes to the finish line is the beauty of Rey is here is a character at the center of the film now, the center of a new trilogy who does not have any destiny. Yeah. Who is not fated yeah. for something? Yeah. Who is not part of a lineage? Who has not been told that she is the ultimate? Yes, she's never been met with fear or awe. Right, and I'm fine with like her inner struggle to just be the classic Jedi thing of like, yeah, you know, it's easy. You have all this power to be swayed by petty emotion, and you it, know, it's scary. I think her story could have been just as powerful if she was nobody in this, I, I, and then still I, had to I, fight this big, bad, scary dude. I really she think has so. Right, no even if you're gonna pull the sort of slightly lame connection. move of bringing back the emperor, right? right. Where he's like, the pro it's the problem that we're talking about. Where he's like, I'm your grandpa, and instead of me being like, I'm your grandpa, I'm your grandpa. Yeah. <laughs> instead of me being like, oh my god, that's <laughs> so crazy. I'm like, while they're fighting, I'm just like. So he's like out in the town, like sure, trawling for now ladies. Now we have to think about like Palpatine he had a child, and, he, he, and when fucking. he and he had, well, so some people remember Slymore. No, who's Slymore? Oh, 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 oh! The uh, shaved head blue lady with the fringe. She's what? all over the prequels. That's her grandma. Well, well, it's just the only woman that ever seems to have hung out with Palpatine. Yeah. So and this feels very. Voldemort, if anyone's read The Cursed Child, I was which is another story that I fucking hate. I'm saying this on the record. I yeah. just like, yes. why bring back Voldemort? I was talking, well, but, and, and then also implied that he fucks. Story but does. I was talking with uh, Leia Thomas, friend of the show, fuck. about this. Mm -hmm. The Voldemort thing. That's exactly what she brought up as yep. well, which mm -hmm. in The Cursed Child, it's like, oh yeah, Voldemort had a kid. And you're like, Voldemort made time to like have regular sexual intercourse? Palpatine just, just oh, P and V. Not to seem to have you know? any social life. Too horny, too horny. <laughs> I'm sorry. Stop. We have to confront it because Stop. this is the thing wait, that- wait, Look, and let's be clear. When you say P and V, you mean Palpatine and Voldemort. Because <laughs> from here on out, I'm calling penises Palpatines and vaginas Voldemort. Yeah. No, no, but it's just like the <laughs> idea that Palpatine had- 
regular old sexual intercourse with a person and that they reproduce. We don't know it was regular. It might have been a little weird. It might have been a little weird. It might have been like, eh, I didn't love the vibe. It might have been food involved. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Or it might have just been forgettable. Just like, yeah, I don't know. It wasn't. Anyway, but just, but then beyond that, the idea that he had a kid. he's a one minute man. He had a kid. I think he's into BDSM based had, on that movie. He had a kid who basically looked like Jack Rayner. I don't know who's playing that guy you see for five oh, seconds. Oh, he's a guy from a thing. I looked it up. He's like he was. The, he's the guy from On Chesil Beach. Thrilled. Oh, good actor. Yeah, yeah. I mean, as is Jodie Comer. And Jodie Comer's played. playing Ray's mom. Yeah. But also, it's Billy Howe. That's his name. You yes, immediately right. have more questions where you're like, No, no. This is what I want to get. How hands on yeah. was Palpatine as a father? That's exactly it. This is what I'm trying to say. He had a kid. Let's say the kid was called fucking Garrett Palpatine right, or right. whatever. Right. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's just like, oh yeah, kid. And yeah. it's like he's the the emperor, the chosen leader of the Sith who for a thousand years yeah. have conspired. He took over the galaxy. He pulled it off. And he's like, I'm going to have one kid and not keep so, tabs so who on is this him. dude? Scott Evil? <laughs> like, what's his life? I'd rather see and the movie Garrett's about like, this I guy. Know, I was thinking of going into like graphic design and Palpatine's yeah. like, yeah, no, that's a good field. I mean, you can <laughs> make a steady his fucking income. grandchild. And then after a while, he's like, oh, you had a grandchild. Oh, hey, hey, can I meet the grandchild? And they're like, no, yeah. no, 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 yeah, you can't. You know, like, it doesn't, and I'm spending all my time thinking about that while Ray and Palpatine are like facing off. Right. And you know, to, sure. like he's like, I am all the Sith, and she's Wait. like, I am all the Jedi. And I'm like, Palpatine, like, his penis still works? <laughs> like all that force lightning? But it's also such a weird I'm doing thing. the math. He's I'm like, this is in- to hold the penis. <laughs> he's a little animus for the dick. <laughs> Just holds it. When the Phantom Menace starts, <laughs> yeah. the Sith thing has been going on. For fucking ever. It has. And in the expanded universe, in Knights of the Old Republic. That should have been the opening crawl. I mean, in all these fucking things, it's like a lineage that has gone on forever. And it's this beautiful elemental thing in Star Wars of like, there's always going to be good and there's always going to be evil. Whatever form it takes, however it dresses itself up, whatever it's tapping into. Powerful darkness, as Luke says in The Last Jedi. And this movie seems to position Palpatine as both the last and the first in terms of being the end-all, be-all of the greatest distillation of what a Sith Lord ever was. And also he fucks. Right, and also he fucks hard. And also, <laughs> yeah. Only because he's the one who is the most visible in that position. Yes. And, and I, I was like, look, if the idea they want to get at is that Ray is somehow the end result of some dark lineage, I would rather they establish that she's like a deep descendant of some Plagueis esque figure right, of like but that, this is the first Sith and we can trace it all back this to you. is the thing that's too much plot for this right. movie so they have to they be don't care they just want the immediate cash here's another, of you remember this guy here's that an vibe, opinion right? I have that I don't think everybody shares which is that I've never liked the Emperor I find him to be a very one dimensional character you think? when he yeah, he's he's really I mean the classic uh, Ian McDermott quote where he's like I tried to find one good thing to play in this guy, you yeah. know, because I'm playing this guy as yeah. a person. And the only thing is that he goes to the opera, so I guess he's a patron of the art. <laughs> like, that's the one thing I can find in this guy. Do you guy think that's, that's not what he was like, doing the whole time in between? Well, he's like, okay, so what's the guy's deal? And George was like, uh, evil sadist wants to take over the world, magic wizard. And he's yeah. like, yeah, yeah, okay, I get that. But like, does he have like hobbies? <laughs> it's right. like, I don't know, goes to the opera? I'm like, cool, all right. I can at least hold on to that. But Palpatine's one of those things where it's like... He's he's interesting in the prequels when he's playing him as a, a man. Yeah. You know, right. like the opera scene in the pre- in Revenge of the Sith is actually very compelling. Sure. When he's playing him is like, ah, you know, like that's fun, but it's... It's, well, in the same way you that you can't really dig too deep right. into that, which is why yeah, Snoke right. doesn't matter either. Exactly. Because Rogue like how guy. deep is right, and then Vice becomes less engaging as a chair. film once George W. Bush gets elected. You're, you'd rather see how here. that guy makes himself. Well, I think we we should have known all along based on Palpatine in the prequels when uh-huh. he said do it that he was into sex, but she brought it back in this film. 
That was good. Ten comedy points. Thank you. He does say do it. Uh, he says that uh, some abilities yeah. cons- people consider unnatural. It's actually the most prequely of these sequels. Like, it's actually referencing the prequels. Totally. Now, this was a theory I had heard and that I would have preferred to what they do in this film. Mm. Of course, Palpatine explains to Anakin at the opera in Revenge of the Sith, I contend, the best scene in that film. Yes, I agree. This idea that Darth Plagueis the Wise had perhaps cracked the code of how to purely make a child out of evil. With the implication being- Out of the force. Right. But that you can just- Implication being Anakin is that. Right. Right. That Anakin is that. Did Palpatine create him? Did Plagueis create him? Whatever, whatever, whatever. And I would have rathered the idea that- That's what Rey is. Yeah. Right. Then that she's literally just second degree It's a weird split the difference move to be like, yeah, yeah, he's your grandpa. You know how everyone has a grandpa? Well, he's yours. But the problem is, it just makes it seem like all along these Your movies have grandpa. been about that guy. What if? In why the, couldn't? It, why? Uh, yeah. Why? Why the? No. Why not her the dad, mom? Not the mom. I don't know. They they do specify Palpatine's son is her father. But I think Palpatine, like so much of the value of Palpatine, is the same thing I kind of like about Snoke. Is just like there's always some fucking guy like this. Yeah. Who yeah, it yeah. is doesn't matter. But that's what's so good about the Last there's Jedi is that Kylo is like, why would right. I be number two to some guy when I am a you know, a self-aggrandizing narcissist who thinks he should rule the world. Which is an interesting subversion, the same way it's interesting 100%. for Rey to be someone where yeah. the, the destiny that haunts her is her lack of destiny. Here's Kylo's arc in this movie. <laughs> Which we brought up. After having this incredibly ago. compelling arc in Seven and Eight. Does he have five lines of dialogue in this film? I mean, he does, Al. but... Al was pretty funny. Yeah, Al was funny. I mean, he has the long dialogue sequence with Ray I mean, when I, they're fighting. And, and the Han Solo. And the, well, we'll Requote, get to that. Right. He has the moment, which I will say, the Han thing was a pleasant surprise. But they also, like twist it. You think it's Luke. Totally. But like, I I thought that scene mirrored, like clearly they're mirroring The Force Awakens mm-hmm. yeah. when he kills his dad. I, I thought that was mirroring that enough. And then the dialogue is the exact same dialogue. Yes. Yeah. That scene is also. And it felt like. I didn't oh, mind it, that scene. I, I Harrison think, Ford's I think in it. Ford's doing a good job. He's I think he shows up. doing a good job. Up. And then also when when Kylo says dad and like he great. can tell it really. He I hasn't think called him that in so long. I think he's, he's great. I just I just think like why are we doing the exact same like. Because that's, it rhymes. It's poetry. It yeah, rhymes. But that but, one's but, like a little too. And, and it's also an example of how the film is intrinsically fucked because everything in the story is demanding that that scene be between Leia and Kylo. That's probably true. And you've already had this fucking thing where like, oh, suddenly we have to reuse a shot of Leia looking off into the distance concerned and now we have a photo double in silhouette acting like she's with her dying breath making something I mean, happen which is not, so junkly retrofitted. Was she just distracts him? Yeah, but okay, so here's like, in here, a way I, the I wanted to, Okay, here's how okay, it goes. Kylo's so Kylo looks for the Sith Pathfinder. He yeah. finds it. He goes yeah. to the Emperor. The Emperor's like, yeah, you'll, you'll be the new Emperor. Great. Okay. Go kill Rey. He finds Rey. He's like, I'm not going to kill the Emperor. We're going to rule together. Yeah. This is all making sense. Uh-huh. Um, and I then, think that he already pitched to her he in the last movie, and she right. was like, no, I'm good. No, but still, they, you know, there was there's some lingering tensions there. And in that film, you actually believe for a moment that he might sell her on it. Um, there is, yeah, exactly. In this um, movie, she's you know, the question, though, crossed like, that threshold. If Palpatine made Snoke the puppet and then... Snoke puppeted their force connection. Wouldn't Palpatine already know that they would betray 
that they would team up and like yeah. betray the Palpatine big bad again. saying he's in charge of Snoke is that's where it, the logic completely. Falls Nothing. Okay, right, go back to Kylo's anyway, plot. And yeah, make okay. that. Anyway. So eventually, he goes to find Ray again mm-hmm. after telling her that he's she's a Palpatine, right. mm-hmm. and is like. Um, this is his helmet because it looks cool. Well, no, he looks, turns off dashboard confessional. The, the, the fucking helmet thing is outrageous. It's not. I don't even care that they put it back together. I think it looks kind of cool. Ben, I had a really good pitch last night. Did I not? Wait, what? So there's the scene in the film where he goes back to his little study and he like puts his hand on the helmet and I turned to you oh, yeah. and you went, yeah. And the idea is that he's what? Feeling nostalgic for wearing the mask? So then he hires the chimpanzee and they re-weld it, right? Right. The idea is that no one's taking him as seriously as Earth Vader. He wants that presence. He realizes he needs it again, right? right. It feels like such a petty thing of yes. JJ being like, you broke my fucking helmet. No, I, I don't even take it that way. I didn't either. I just didn't think it got integrated into plot much because then after a while he just takes it back just, off and I that's just, kind yeah, of that. I just right. didn't understand like Kylo being like good and bad and good again. Right. Do you know it what was I, just so clean when it was already just off. Do you know what I wanted to see? I wanted to see Kylo put his hand on the helmet, and go, oh, my mistake was I was trying to come up with my own version of Darth Vader. I'm just going to fucking own my legacy, yeah. and he puts on the weird mashed-up Darth Vader helmet. Oh, sure. Well, but they can't. It's all fucked up. It's all fucked up. Well, it's they can like re-weld like it in the same in way it. they re-weld whatever. Don't you think it would be more interesting if for the no. last movie Kylo Ren is wearing the mashed-up? No. I think Kylo should have refashioned his helmet into like a headband and then like kind of like no. pulled People, that, back that's, a little bit. That's a bridge too far. But it looked that's, cute. I wanted to see that happen. I wanted him to just be like, I'm no. fucking Darth Vader no, now. No, but that's not his Eat arc in this movie. No, but it's not right, his arc so he, in this movie he remotely. He the helmet. This is also another thing that threw out. When he touched the helmet and then Ray connects to it, I I was Ray. I he's throwing they were go- her off I thought they when he were- does that. Yeah. She's doing the training and he's sort of messing with her. But how do they connect by touching the Vader helmet? I don't fucking know. Because also Cause Vader was a Palpatine. Well, the thing Palpatine. I was guessing was that like, oh, are they going for Rey is actually Vader's... Uh, no. I thought they were There's Avatar. No logic to they were yeah. doing Avatar reincarnation. There's no logic to anything. So yeah. whatever. Uh, Kylo's... Plot Listen, my idea of Kylo wearing the Darth. No, it's that's really uh, good. No, it's not because Kylo's arc and I mean it's just a different movie. But like, all right, here, get to the wave I'm planet. Trying, Jesus get Christ, get to the wave planet. Yeah, he goes to the wave planet. Yeah, planet of waves. Ben like loved it. it. Fucking rule. There, waves big are big waves. as hell. There's weird hairy horses. It's, I believe it's Endor. Is the planet? Oh, is it really? Well, they say it's Endor. Okay. Yeah. It's, it's just not, not foresty. I believe it's not the forest moon of Endor. I believe yeah. it's actual Endor. Oh. But it's Endor. It's the that Endor scene. Because yeah, yeah. the Death Star fell on it. But also, to be fair, at that point, I, I might have missed that it was Endor because the movie was screaming at me, should we get another bottle? <laughs> what do you think? <laughs> I, I probably want to stay for like another hour, right? But I feel on so the way, good right on now. On the way planet, death which speaks. I thought, which I thought, <laughs> the death, the, the death do speak. Uh, I thought the way planet was fine. Um, he goes to see Ray again, and he's like, "You, you gotta hang out with me, Kylo Ren. I'm the business. We'll go." He like makes the same pitch he's been making for two and a half movies at yeah. this point. They have their fight, mm-hmm. and then while they're cool having fight. a cool fight on the back of a you know Death Star remnant, and there's waves crashing around. And you're looking them. at your watch, and you're going, "There's no way this is the final battle." Which it should have been, but whatever. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Then Leia distracts Ben by Kylo by being like, you know, Ben, and he's yeah. distracted. It's going to take all her energy Rey to reach him now. stabs him yeah. with right. his own lightsaber and then realizes, like, no, and then force heals him. Right. Like she did the snake. Like she did to the snake in an earlier, better sequence. Uh-huh. And that is 
that. Yes. At that point in the film, he is good. Right. It's over. And then he just spends like an the hour being like— sickness has been perked. How should I be good? Well, like exactly. what's like a good sort of game plan for being good? And I hate to say this, but I did not find that to be very satisfying. I did not either. It's a little stupid. What's not satisfying? Just that it's sort of like— And then, yeah, one little nudge from Leia and then Ray just sort of this altruistic right. thing. And it's after, like, you know what, Kylo's everything. like— I'm feeling good. I'm, I'm, I think I'm more in a Ben mood now. I'm I mean, going to go to Uniqlo, get some basics, you know, just like, like shirt and pants. His dead dad the comes only back connection, I mean, I do get the understanding of, I, I guess what they were going for is that like she killed Kylo in doing that and yeah, Kylo is dead. But like, and he just had to. fine. It just feels like He had like to see like death movies? in front of him to be like, this is And then I he go. has the combo with. Han, which I like. But Han is in Chef Gusteau mode. He is called out as, this is a figment of your imagination. Yeah, well, they you have are to projecting your father your memory. to say the things you wish he would say to you. Yes, because, which makes it like, oh, he's just made this decision well, already. Because Han can't be like a force ghost because he's of course not. not force powerful. But that's, that's where, not to like fucking harp on this, but it feels like everything's built up to the fact that like Luke failed him, Han failed him. Leia is the last person. No, I agree. But of course, they can't do that. Break through to him, and right. Um, I also feel like in the first half of this movie, Kylo Ren feels like uh, Jason Statham in Furious Seven, where it's almost like a joke. That's exactly what yeah. I was thinking. Every time the heroes show up in a location, Jason Statham shows up thirty seconds later. He's and like, right. I made to fucking kill you. Right, yeah, and yeah, then they're yeah. like, "We can outrun him," and he's like, "No, I came to the new place too." David, how did your British accent get so good? Oh boy, grew up in Britain. Wasn't very good. Though, I'm sorry. What? You know, big, big, big Ben Solo would tell you. I don't know. <laughs> I don't. Well, know. this is no time for jokes. I'm trying to figure out the internal logic here. No time to die. James okay. Bond, 25. Well, and that's very funny. <laughs> um, uh, it wasn't uh, time to die for Kylo. Kylo Ben, it's not time for him to die. But yes, like one of the things that Abrams does borrow from the Last Jedi is their, you know, their sort of. Long distance and those scenes have so much tension. You're constantly feeling. I mean, in Last Jedi, they really have tension. Is one but of them going to convince the other? Yeah, and yeah, every yeah. time he shows up to fight her again or fight people around her, you're just like, okay, on with it. Like, where, I, where are we going with this? Yeah. And it's what we're going to is that, yeah. There's too many the, physical confrontations with Kylo Ren in the first half of this movie. I, that's fair. I got to say. <laughs> too many confrontations. Do we think Chewie shouldn't have been. I, f- I wonder if that's the sequence that wasn't needed. He either shouldn't when, have been you know what fake killed or he gets, shouldn't have come back. But because they had to save Chewie. Yeah, he can't be dead. He can't, right, so he can't don't be dead, but, but why not? Because Chewie's death can't do be, that. um, oops. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Which is what that would have been. You're, you're going to fake me out for all of five minutes? You're going to spend that. five minutes it's at one most scene. misdirecting but me? Chewie getting Chewie getting kidnapped and all of that. It's another bench class. It was a detour that I think could have been cut. Hey, here's a question. Yeah. For then most of the movie after that, Chewbacca is like totally naked, right? He doesn't have his bandolier or anything. Mm-hmm. I just remember that a lot of promotional material, C-3PO has Chewbacca's bandolier in his bowcaster. That does not happen in the film, does it? There's one moment where C-3PO is oh, carrying the bowcaster. Oh, okay. that's about it. He shows up and she's like, take all this shit. Yeah. And he's like, oh, what's happening? You know, and he fusses. He is prone to fussing. I just remember that being the trailer and stuff and making it look like their action sequences where C-3PO is like fucking shooting people. I'm not saying yeah. I wanted to see yeah. that, but it feels like a weird He's basically like a coat rack for like two minutes. Uh, very good. <laughs> it's just the Chewbacca thing. 
um, is, and this is the thing about this movie, that this, the reason this movie is not a totally unwatchable film mm-hmm. is that each of the individual fetch questy sequences we're talking about, the, the pig Coachella, sure. the sort of, uh, uh, they're on the Imperial ship and Hux and, you know, like all those sequences on their own are like perfectly fun, got some action. They're like, they're, they're, there's quips. Yeah. The characters we love are in them. If they're not, there's no sequence where I was like, there's no sequence like 3PO in the droid factory in Attack of the Clones where you're like, this that is, is unwatchable. Un- right, right, oh, right, I mean right. unwatchable. Right. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. Totally. We're on the same page. But you know what I mean? Like, you know, like all it's all fine. It just hangs together horribly. I and it's think. also yeah. that thing where like the movie is always at the exact same pitch. Is it it is in such a hurry with nowhere to go? That there is no sort of like peaks and waves. There's uh, no quiet moments. There right. are no quiet moments at all. Like literally, one of the only quiet moments is when three PO is like, "I'm just taking one last look at my friends," and I'm like, "Bitch, you met these people like five minutes." I, ago. Or it's Ray just staring off into the distance, waiting for Kylo to show up. Which those I, are the slow I, moments I, I where just, I'm like, "Ah." I want to say I don't think this film does well by Ray as a character. No. I don't think there is much that Daisy Ridley can do. But I do think watching this film. It kind of underlined for me how effective she She's is because the movie is only asking her to essentially stare at things with meaning over and over again for two hours and 20 right. minutes. And, and, or, and occasionally be like, I got to go. She's incredibly good at doing that. She's incredibly good at looking at something and holding it for 10 she's seconds and seeming and like she's, she's a making actor. a really difficult she's decision. She's got a lot of feeling. Totally. That's the thing. And all of those close-ups have a lot of feeling, even if what she's supposed to be feeling doesn't really make any sense. So right. can I pose my question that I had asked earlier at the and I'd diner? I'd still like to take care of her pasta dinner. Yeah. I think that would, she, yeah. Come on. You got the Patreon money. Better steak. Hey, listen. I think she's a vegetarian. When we originally started doing the show, I said I would split the check with her. And now that I have Patreon money, I will pick up the bill. <gasps> and how about you get pasta with steak tips? Well, it, it, let's just, if, you know, factory farming. Okay, sure. So I, I had said. She revealed that she is a cheating vegan. So she's mostly a vegan, but sometimes well, she's a bit naughty. And I'm like, uh, she's a cheating vegan. Sometimes she eats fish. Okay. Well, I'm gonna take out for pasta dinner. I don't like seafood. <laughs> or rather, <laughs> I is it gonna be one of those? To, pasta- would she grant me? Wh- well, like one of those things where she's like, "Ah, oh, maybe I'll get this this one with the duck in it." And it, you see, you look at the menu; it's like thirty two bucks, and you're like, um, uh, yeah, I don't think "No, I want to make this very clear." Anything on the menu, I want to make this very as long clear. as it's pasta. I want to make it very clear with the Patreon money. I am willing to pay for anything on the menu. You guys are paying for. Daisy Ridley's pasta. Correct. If but, you donate to our Patreon. Exactly. But, and I know people don't like it when we use uh, Patreon money for political causes, but I will take Daisy Ridley out to a pasta dinner. I will pay for whatever she wants, but I get to pick the restaurant. Fair enough. That's all I'm saying. Those are the terms, and I leave the ball in her court. No pressure. I don't think she's interested. Okay, so. Three episodes. That's uh, the sense I've been getting for the last five years. <laughs> okay, so. <laughs> it's been on. a pretty resounding series of no's <laughs> from the universe. <laughs> Uh, all right, so I said uh, if uh, this movie is like going so quickly, yeah. if they had instead broken it, broke it up into two parts, and obviously I know it's they're sort of constricted to doing it in three, but let's just say yeah. that they were able to do that. They they decided that there was too much movie here, right, so it's like episode so, nine, part one, part one, and part two. 
But but it, it's I don't think the story is demanding that it needs to be two parts. I think it feels like you're watching every different option in Bandersnatch all in one go. <laughs> like you're seeing everything they ever considered could maybe fit into this movie. And I think a lot of it is just like out of here. Save that. Put that somewhere else. Make that a spinoff. Put that in a comic. Put it in another script. Whatever it is. There's so many things in this movie that have nothing to do with the story that has been set up with these characters in the last two films, the things we actually want to see paid off. And even if you're saying that it I has to fill the obligations of the other fucking previous six films, there are other things on top that have nothing to do with anything. Andrew, yeah. up? I don't know. I was, I was just thinking... Babu Freak's cool. Babu Freak. I'm just thinking about my, my pal Babu. Um... I don't know. Yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm. I, you can't help but think about like the other, you know, big franchises that like ended this year, mm-hmm. and you know, the Avengers is something that like had this impossible task of, you know, all these movies, and yeah. I obviously I I like that they you know killed Thanos first, and so then I think with this movie totally. the whole time you're waiting for Palpatine to die, and you're like I don't. There's no tension. The stakes don't feel the the as world big. doesn't feel big enough in a weird sort of a way. Yeah, yeah. Like when they kill Palpatine, they go back to like their one jungle hideout. I'm like, who's even in charge now? Well, they like, go to other planets and like yeah, all you these see, other like, the planets Ewoks, knew right. somehow because Lando just like blipped enough to people, and then he's like, this is happening. And then, oh, so hey, the what's other, up, it's Lando? Okay, go ahead. Meet me here. So Lando, like Paul Revered, is like the best guess I'm going with that. All right, but so the other thing I was thinking about was Game of Thrones and like mm-hmm. something, yes. a, a moment that always sticks with me is like Benny Offer Weiss after, after spoilers, Danny's dragon turns yes. into an ice She didn't dragon. see the Iron Fleet coming. Okay, Ange. Okay, look, she's oh, forgotten no, no, about no, the Iron this, Fleet. No, but this is before when she loses the first dragon. Yes, they right? say she's forgotten about the Iron Fleet. The point is, she. They say at the end of the episode, like, we we knew this whole fucking thing. We knew that the episode would end with that dragon's eye opening. Oh, right? shit. You mean the first first dragon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That, first yeah. dragon that yeah. dies. Yeah. We knew that it was going to end with that dragon's eye, like, zombie yes. ice dragon. Yes, yes, yes. And then, to me, that was, like, such a fundamental flaw of... We don't care about all the shit that's going to get you to that point. Right. We just we are so we have our point. With that, we will eventually get there. That we are going to do all this fucking zigging and zagging. And I always, it reminds me of like when I was in high school, I fucking hated physics. I was very bad at it. And high five. Yeah. Yeah. It was bad. But if, uh, if you look in the back of like your physics like textbooks, you can like find the answers to like all the even or odd questions. Uh-huh. Or at least at my school, you could. And when I figured that out, it was like, well, shit, yeah, I'll just do that. But then, you know, I would write the answers, but then you still had to, like, show your work. And you couldn't do that. And I, well, yeah, no, I yeah. I right. got all the answers, and then I did the work I thought maybe correctly. And yeah. I remember my physics teacher, Mr. Shukian, pulled me aside, and uh, he was like, why this is all wrong? Why do you still have the right answer? And, like, all this work is wrong. And I was like, because I fucking hate math. Don't make me do this. But it was because I yeah. did, I you wasn't the concerned you built out with getting else. to the point, right. and I think JJ was so concerned with getting to this ending and you know ending Palpatine and making the Skywalker Palpatine. family name like became so much more important that he didn't focus on any of these characters. I just want to say, I wish you'd issued a spoiler warning because you've ruined both Game of Thrones and most physics textbooks. Now I had not caught up to either one yet. You I was going to start Game of Thrones tomorrow. After all the great buzz this Feels year? Feels like a good time to jump into the pool. <laughs> and I was going to sign up but for a physics like, class. Game of Thrones season series finale, and everyone's like, ah! 
Yeah, Griffin's like, oh, so this show's good? Like, it's good? I should check it out? I am a messy bitch who lives through the drama. <laughs> right. Um, here's something else okay. I want to talk about. Mm. We're almost done. But um Yeah, we only have like two or three many, hours. Yeah, do there any other all right, say what you're thinking. Thing. I do want to say some good things I liked. Yeah, I said the things I liked. Babu Frick, Babu Frick, C3PO, cool. Huck's nice. I will. I like that Kylo I like ran. the Han scene. I like that he ran like Han, though. Did I like, you guys notice that, I, like, yes. cape I like off, when he, he shot the guy? I love when, when like he shows up at the Harrison. end and, like, ow, when he lands on the chain yes. and the little shrug he gives when he's going to fight the Knights of Red, yeah. who, of course, I, so crucial to I him. love those, <laughs> the looks of them, though. I'm glad you love the looks. Okay. Come on, an axe! But they're and not like, red, ben. But just that thing where they're like, they're not red But they're still cool. We're going to finally explain the Knights of Ren. Who are they? I don't know. There's like six guys who hang out with Ben, Ben, here's a real Kobayashi Maru for you, okay? Sure. If we, as we all know, Snoke's guards, the Praetorian guards, were the Red Boys. What would you call the Knights of Ren? I call them, I don't know. Anyway, let's swerve out of this. Um... A scene. I, uh, I, so I like. Right, no, no, no. Can't answer. No, no. <laughs> Gray. Mm. <laughs> uh, sure. Uh, dark Let's gray gentleman. All right. I so, call them heavy metal boys. Okay, that's actually a pretty good, good answer. The Knights of Ren. Anyway, they're so crazy. I, they're just so. The Knights of Ren are so cool. I love that. That one. Uh, the one knight who's just woo, get out of that. They guy's answered way. these questions that were bugging me for years. Right, exactly. Like, who are they? Guys who hang out with Kylo Ren. Great. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I couldn't infer that. Um, the Han Solo scene, mm-hmm. I liked. I think Harrison Ford did a good job. He's yep. got a lot of integrity. Mm-hmm. I agree. <laughs> it then, sounds so backhanded. It does, but like, I really actually believe it. <laughs> I agree with then you. there is a scene that is so fucking demented, even within the manic sort of sensibility of this movie. Mm-hmm. After her big fight with Kylo, Ray gets in his ship, flies not to see the Emperor. <laughs> But to Luke's island. Yeah. Acto. Acto. Crashes the ship, sets it on fire with remnants of the Jedi tree or whatever. Mm-hmm. Not all off screen. We cut to her in a frenzy, like throwing more wood at right. a ship as it's on fire. Yeah. And then throws her lightsaber and Luke's ghost like catches it and comes out and he's like, that's no way to treat a lightsaber. And I'm like, Mark. What's up? <laughs> you seem locked in two years ago. What changed? Because I have no offense to him. I'm the, looking at the, the hair is way. different. The hair, his Everything's hair part. Weird. He changed his hair part. It's it really was very it, distracting. I to will me. say, like Mark Hamill is an actor that I have long enjoyed, and I enjoy his voice work, and I enjoy him when he goes real goofy, which it's he's ho. prone to do. But when he was in Last Jedi, I was I was before I saw the movie. Like, is he going to be up to this? Yeah. And he's so fantastic in that movie. Agreed. It is. Incredible how good he is in that movie. Agreed. It's easily the it best performance the he's ever given. No question. Sorry, I just Googled the Has he of seen The Last hair. Jedi? Does he know what he was doing in that one? Because in this one, he's basically playing a different character. Yeah, I don't know. He's just, the tone of that scene is weird. Whereas the tone of the Han Solo scene is like, Reverential right. and somber yeah. and quite lovely, and he says, "I know." It feels like they're trying. You know, to, he, he's, they're trying to make him like cutesy Yoda. They play Yoda's like, theme, which infuriated me. Yeah, it's yeah. weird. And then they do the whole lifting, and the whole point that he didn't leave yeah, the well, island, they, that he couldn't leave the island, was because that his ship was so badly damaged. Right. He used the door. For he his used the door hut for door. his hut door. It, this is all true, and yet he's just like, yeah, yeah, let's bring it out. Play that track from Empire. Get in the ship. It five. I've got lots of gas for you right here. Yeah. I, I I don't even look. Even it's all ludicrous, but also yeah. 
it should be like that scene in Last Jedi when um, I think he could have talked to her anywhere. Luke talks to Yoda mm-hmm. is is like wonderful. Like it it's yeah. it's very it, the dialogue is great. Of the Yoda score. Exactly. And then in this, he's just like, look, I was wrong. I was scared to be on the island. You gotta go. Leia knew who you were, by the way. She did? Yeah. Anyway, get out of here. And I'm just like, even by the standards of this movie, this is really like frantic. And How would he have known that Leia knew? I don't know. And then he gives her Leia's lightsaber. And you're like, oh, Leia had a lightsaber. And then they had that little CG sequence of like them having a lightsaber fight that feels like Abrams being like, I'm sorry I didn't give Leia a lightsaber while Carrie Fisher was alive. I feel bad about it. Like, and it's just all frantic. It feels frantic. It's also I don't know if I hated the Leia lightsaber. I I love the idea. Yeah. But it's one of those things where I'm like, are we we're just getting to this now? Like Yeah. I don't know. Well, no, it, it just should have been introduced in Return of the Jedi, if, if, if anything. Right, yeah. but certainly in The Force Awakens. I mean, the, the biggest mistake The Force Awakens makes is not much Leia. Yes. And of course, yes, as we said, there was that sort of concept of like, well, she, she the last movie will belong to her. Okay. Right, and the only reason they had leftover footage that they could use for this is originally she was supposed to be in the whole first hour of the movie cutting back to her at the base, and then he decided the, the first time the audience sees her should be the first time Han sees her. Right. So all the scenes prior to Han seeing her were left And it's to a be nice moment when Han sees her. Beautiful. But it's ultimately a disservice to the character. You're making her conform to what's most exciting for Han. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> what were you talking about? Just the Luke scene. I mean, after yeah. that is the Palpatine showdown and the big space battle that is like. You know, the like Sith? All the Sith guys who are like. <clears throat> And then, like, the big space battle that's like the Return of the Jedi space battle where it's like, there's a million spaceships in the air. Which was revealed in the trailer. I also, yeah, I think they re- they showed too much footage. It, it's it's kind of the home reveal from Dunkirk. Yeah, where the guy is like, it's not, it a, it's not a fleet, it's just right? people. Which yeah. it's like... Which is a nice line. I like it as an idea. Yeah. The film has done... No work to set that up as any sort of no. Kind the, of, literally, I mean, the only setup is Zori being like, "Nah, come on, people are into it." Well, we uh, <laughs> and, and Poe's like, "You're right." <laughs> the, yeah, the, I think the, I was trying to struggle with like, what is this movie trying to say? Because Nothing. for me, well, oh, last, it's about Skywalker's rising. So, well, uh, the maybe, last uh, Jedi. Can correct yourself. Right I think there the Force Awakens. <laughs> Sorry, sorry. Go ahead, Anne. but like I, I don't know. What would you say the Force Awakens is? It's myth making. That movie is yeah. about like. I mean, also, that movie is about... But, like, the message that, like, all three of them kind of... Because to me, The Last Jedi is very clearly failure, the best teacher is. It's like they all... Yeah, and the the Force belongs to everybody. The Force belongs to everybody. This, the only thing that I could really connect to is just this idea of, like... One, this idea of, like, healing. They seem to, like, really hone in on. Uh And two, just that good is going to outweigh evil in the end because we outweigh... We outnumber the bad. Right. Like, that's it. Like, they try to tell us that we're alone and we're not alone. But that's and that's my, the my, big mess. So that's why all those people show up. That is a thing that's that is why lip service once every 45 minutes. Ray it's not Kylo. a thing that not is right. actually really running in the carefully movie. woven throughout. The right. Another, no, I, I had to. Yeah. yeah. Another totally. problem. I mean, another meta read that I have. You know, Force Awakens is about falling back in love with Star Wars. It's the first post-prequel movie. It's about these kids who are like, Luke Skywalker, Han Solo. Yeah. I love those guys. And they like get in the Millennium Falcon and they have a great time and they're hugging and like, you know, it's trying to get the audience invigorated with that feeling. And the last Jedi is Luke being like, No, Jedi's are dumb. I'm not into it anymore. Yeah. I'm out. And by the end of the movie, he's like, 
You want you guys want you cute kids want me over. You guys are great. Okay, can I Jedi's are great. Can I tell you my pretty parallel take? Mm. I think Last Jedi and Force Awakens are both about being handed the reins of Star Wars. I think they're movies about people who are children of Star Wars for the first time. People who grew up on Star Wars, whose lives were very much fundamentally changed by Star Wars, are getting to write Star Wars and craft Star Wars and not just supplemental materials, but the main text. And Force Awakens is the I want to go home again. I can can someone who was not George Lucas, who was not the chosen one, make Star Wars their own thing and find something to say in it. And right. it's so much about just fighting for the right to be at the table in that kind of way, right? Yes. And to try to make the table what you want it to be. Mm-hmm. And then Last Jedi, to some degree, feels like Luke represents the notion of George Lucas that Ryan Johnson it's is nothing you can do wrestling with. Right. Was given up on this whole fucking thing and is like, you don't understand. I've been in through this whole fucking thing. It's impossible. It's done. Fuck you. Yeah. Don't touch my thing. Leave me out of this. Don't make it, you know? And it's it's someone trying to, like, convince everyone that there is still value in this thing. And the value is in letting it change and grow. And to question everything about it so that right. you know for a reason why you're keeping the things you love. I think episode nine is a great theme, though, which is, like, that a Sith Wayfinder is your best way to find the Sith. But you need the knife to get to the wayfinder, Everybody David. Everybody knows that. Yeah. That's just so crystallized and clear. It's okay, very clear. I, can I just it's do, very simple. Can I do one little CinemaSin thing for just half oh, a second? Geez. The fact that the dagger has like a fucking compass that pulls out that fits into from the exact vantage yeah. point they copied she's Aquaman, at, by the, way. the amount of damage that is carved out of the ship. What? 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 Yeah, it's great. That's a, a cool Only this dagger puzzle. There's going to be a whole comic about the dagger. It doesn't need to be a dagger. It doesn't need to be a holocaust. I, I mean, will read Sith what... Dagger issue one. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think this is, goes back to like where was George Lucas at like mentally mm-hmm. when he made the original Star Wars. Yeah. I think where J.J. was at was when Poe is at, you know, uh, Leia's deathbed. He's like, how did you guys do it? And I think yeah. that's JJ talking. He's I, like, I don't know how the fuck you made Star Wars. Tell me how to make a Star Wars Lando. Right. And he's like, we just tried our best. And we just like, did, our, did our thing. And he's like, cool, Let's I will find copy your family. you. Exactly. There, there is one moment in this film that feels slightly personal to what JJ is going through in this film, which is when Ray unexpectedly shoots lightning bolts out of her hands and goes, Holy fuck, how do I not mess this up? Right. You know, this feeling of like, wait a second, I just realized how much goddamn power I have and the fact that everyone's looking at me and I'm at the center of the frame now. What the fuck am I supposed to do? Yeah, I like that. I like that. Yeah. I thought JJ was in it because he's Dio. He is Dio, who, look, I find Dio to be a very handsome robot. I like the way he I, moves. I got to I like his voice. What is he doing in that movie? There's no, he serves. He doesn't have a lot to do. Well, he tells Finn that. He has like one piece of information he dispenses. And the piece of information is that they find out, which is again, Guardians of the Galaxy 2, is that this guy was supposed to deliver Ray to Palpatine and then dumped her on Jakku. Yeah, that, that also, Jedi so that, killer character's a real Inspector Zubio, by the yeah. way. She was <laughs> okay. like, they're like, of course, it's a blip to blarp. And uh, yeah, he killed your parents, I guess. Anyway. <laughs> he killed your parents, but then he felt bad about it afterwards and then made sure you lived on this sad desert. No, no, no. He, no, he died. Uh, he fall, He's then in the pit. The snake ate him. Yeah. But no. 
snake ate him. But he killed her parents. Yes. Yes. And then oh, he her parents were like, Ray's not here. And he's like, I believe you dead. Yeah. yeah. He's like, I'll go over there. Oh, I fell in a pit of snake ate me. Let's try to say like something an idiot nice. Is what I'm saying. <laughs> Let's try to say something nice. One thing we haven't mentioned. Everyone's it's got real some pretty. pretty good jokes. There's some funny moments. I laughed a little bit. The flashlight underneath the yeah, flashlight's it's a got good some joke. good jokes. Poe po in particular lands some some solid oh, yeah, yeah. kind of behavioral I, comedy. How'd it go? It went terribly. It went yeah. really bad. Pretty bad actually. I also <laughs> actually enjoyed where they're like, Which, like he was rarely, a spice runner. He's like, you're a scavenger. Uh, you're a stormtrooper. Uh, we could do this all day. Like he's good at <laughs> yeah. under pressure guy. Yeah, he's good at that. Yeah, yes. he's he's good at a hero with a chip on his shoulder. Yeah, the oh, sort of so like good. trying to and hold back his anger. I yeah. personally would love to give him a little kiss. <laughs> would too. I really would. I last night when I couldn't sleep, was started rewatching a little bit of Force Awakens, and God, so in Force Awakens, guy. the scene that I adore oh. in Force Awakens is when Finn grabs him and is like, you know, can you fly a Tie Fighter? And he says, I can fly anything, and yeah. I'm like. <laughs> uh, David just lifted the table. Yes, the table <laughs> just lifted on its own. <laughs> oh, you can fly anything. And then, you know, and they're like, and you know, Finn starts laughing and he's yeah. like, we're doing this. What I'm about- like, we are, we are doing this right here. <laughs> Take him off. David, David just- starts writing Finbo fan fiction on the spot. Woo! David just rips his shirt off. <laughs> I mean, all right, one thing we got to talk about. Okay. When uh, they have the final battle, and you know, he said uh, they're a force dyad. We didn't even talk about how they're a force dyad, of course, uh-huh. of course, dyad. Yeah. Um. So Palpatine, you know, they, they he's she's granddaddy. Are we, getting, are we getting to the smooch? I, that's what I want to talk about. You know, so she kills Palpatine. <laughs> she's dead. Okay. Ben's alive. I do like this moment when all of the Jedi speak to her, and they bring back I do fucking know. everyone, and this sense of including Freddie Prince Jr. Kanan Jarrus, we stand a legend. We do stand a legend. But also, like, all the voice actors who played the largely voiceless Jedi in the prequels. Yeah, Alice Curran, Ashoka Tano, characters But you also have Ewan McGregor, obviously, Frank Oz. You have uh, Liam Neeson, Samuel L. Jackson, everyone. Hayden Christensen. And the sense of, like, this is how you make a movie that's about the characters at this moment pay respect to the legacy of everything that's built upon Don't mind that at all. It's... Fine. It. I mean, I like the voices part, but then she's like, and I have all the Jedi, and I'm like, yeah, all right, whatever. I mean, at this point, I'm just looking for the Deus Ex Machina to kill the Emperor because he's a Deus Ex Machina. So right. it's sort of like, whatever, what are you going to do? Like, trip him up? Like, you got to do it, Well, it's thing. one of those things where you're like, either she's anything would kill him or nothing will kill him. Yeah, right, exactly. Right. Well, uh, should point out, no one, no one ever him. tells us how he comes back. My joke after the yeah. press screening was like, the answer to everything is the duck. Power of the Sith. Like, it's just like, that's the answer. Right, right. You know, how do you feed yourself? The dark power of the Sith. It's just the, you know, whatever. How'd you build the spaceships? Um, do you think he was like a salting melon? Yes. Like, <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> I just really like imagining that like big arm thing carrying him all around. I need to pee to the bathroom. And it's like, drrr. but after he's dead, uh huh. Daisy, uh, Ray Ooh. is also dead. Uh huh. Ben crawls out of the hole. She's uh-huh. real Rings, dead. She's real dead. Rings she's icy, icy touch. Yes. Uh-huh. Ben revives her with his, you know, sort of like transfers his life to her. He does the same move as she does. But on, it's all uh, the way, right? Uh-huh. They look at each other. They give each other a big old kiss on the lips. And they now, do it with the energy of, hey, we've obviously been holding back 
this has been a long time in the making. It's not like an impulsive thing. It's like a finally the seal is broken. It's Let's kind of a it. like, yeah, we've been thinking about doing this. Let's right. do it. There's been that unspoken tension. Here's And here's what I did at the press screening. I jumped in my seat. It's the only reaction I had to this movie. I was like, whoa, I did not expect them to kiss. It was horny and you love kisses. I do love kisses. That's true. And then afterwards, I was like, I like the kiss. And people yelled at me. Film critics around this city were gathered and they were like, <laughs> what? Oh, the kiss is terrible. Shame. And I was like, oh, I liked it. I like the kiss. I don't. I was spoiled for the kiss, so I knew it was coming. They I, have so much tension in The Last Jedi. I just don't. I hate Rainbow. You hate the, the, with the, like the a ship. Burning. I understand. I just, I just, because it's it not started, a great romantic dia- dynamic. No, I mean, he's taken her prisoner and tortured her <laughs> and killed. Almost killed Finn and murdered. I mean, add in a talking candlestick and you got. But But they haven't been trapped in a castle together, so it doesn't make sense. It all. I just, I, I don't like the power dynamic. I don't like that he nags her, and it's like you're a sad, miserable loser. Unless you're with me, I think it's gross. It's not a great vibe. It's not a great vibe. But you're forgetting the time that she stabbed him and healed him, and then he turned into a totally different person. I don't mind that he's. Deemed. Sure. I just like I. I'm also like noted. I say this in our Marriage to the Mob episode where we are predicting mm-hmm. Star Wars. Coming I am, soon, guys. Yeah, noted. I like Finn and Ray, and I. Uh, yeah, I like them too. They have such cute energy. I think together. the hug at the They're end was. Babies. I thought it was nice, they are cute babies. but I just also felt like that was something that was set up that I thought would have been more satisfying to me. Personally. Sure, I mean, the, to and to in Abrams' defense, you know, Ryan drops that ball in. Eight and yeah. eight. He Ryan goes all in on there's oh, this man. sort of tension between the yeah. two of them. Yeah, and obviously Ryan brings in Rose as more of a foil for Finn. Uh huh. And then like, Abrams yeah. drops that ball here, and I don't, you know, like, so that's all weird. Yeah, yeah. I, I like. They do what? some flirty flirting in this though. They do, and he almost tells her that he loves her, and then they get sucked into quicksand, and then he says then, we'll talk about it later. I know, and then they and never then talk never about does. it again. I will yeah. say. Like I was like, okay, so when is Finn gonna get to say that like he loves Ray? And I think the closest thing they get is that big hug at the end. Mm-hmm. Right. You can see it written all over John Boyega's right. face. Right, but then Poe shows up and he's like, "Hey guys, we hugging?" Like you know, after hey, he listen. went up to Zori and he was like, "Yeah," and she's like, "He's like, yes, yeah. 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 I'll see you room. later." I get it. So uh, right, yeah. hey, that's all good. All cute, but it just also felt like they're like, we're not gonna go for any ship. Like she'll kiss Kylo, but he dies. Right, exactly. Obviously, she kissed Kylo, and he was like. Anyway, so where do you want to live? Like Corellia? Like, you know, should we get an apartment? Like, you know, I, he, he she kisses him. He, he fades into nothingness. Leia fades into nothingness. embarrassing kiss. But, but the it's fact- a nice kiss. Well, no, I just mean, like, that's really awkward. You oh, kiss yeah, what someone if you and kiss then they fall back dead. They fucking dissolve so into bad. air. But don't you feel like also, if as you said, his character arc essentially ends halfway through the movie and then he's just in stasis until he can show up and have a badass-like entrance? Yeah. Yeah. Shouldn't he just work with Ray for the second half of the movie so that by the moment when they kiss, they've actually spent enough time together with him yes. in a reformed yeah. state? What this movie needs is for that turn to happen in the first act. Correct. And then Kylo yeah. to be on the Millennium Falcon and all of them to be like, what the fuck? Yes. This guy sucks. And then by the end, he has to heroically die or whatever. But right. at least they're kind of like, well. she brought him well, on the Falcon when they first escaped the destroyer. Yeah. And instead, it's like, you got to have three Kylo battles where he's like, join me. And she's like, not interested. And he's like, come on. And no, I don't want to. You know, on and on and on. And the thing is, if you break a woman down enough, it will work. As long as you ask her to be your guest, you have the talking candlestick, make her dinner, you know, and then you yell you at her for 30 into- to 40 minutes. And then you're one nice one time. And then, you know. Right, right. No, no, but you no, have no, to I- get thrown into a ravine first. And I'm then sorry. You left out the then- most important part of that arc, hmm. which is when you step out. Onto your patio, 
and you sing. I am the beast. <laughs> you love setting that up. I should rewatch the remake just to remember that song. Because <laughs> it's left my brain. There are a few it's things. so bad. I wish the listener at home could see your arms. I am the beast. <laughs> I didn't ask to be a beast. Wait, uh, One more time. I am the beast. <laughs> All right, Ange. So we're done, man. I don't want to talk about it anymore. I was right. I'm going to predict on the Married to the Mob episode. She has a fucking yellow lightsaber. I knew she would. Uh-huh. I knew Abrams would be like, how do I show that things have changed? I know. I'll pick a color no one's done in the main movies. Pee pee. <laughs> goes to Tatooine. Yeah. Buries yeah, right, the, doing this. the yeah. family lightsabers. This Excuse me, but nosy old lady comes yeah. by and is like, hey, what's your name? First and last. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, Ray. Ray Skywalker. Now, what I was saying. And she sees the ghosts of. You know. What I was saying last night when we went out for drinks after the movie and you didn't come with us because you went home with Porky. Yes, I did. Humble brag. Mm-hmm. Is it feels like the journey that Ray has been on yes. is realizing that she is her own person. Yep. And that. The the destination shouldn't be, oh, I've realized my family is who I choose it to be. So I'm going to now say they were my real parents, the Skywalkers, right. these two siblings, right? Yeah. Rather than saying, what's your name? Ray. What's your last name? It's just Ray. Right. Would kind of be a nice note for that um, character to end uh, It's on. time for the rise of Skywalker. Who cares? I, I gotta be honest. Terrible title. Terrible title. Yeah. Doesn't make any fucking sense. It, nope. is, it only works for that last scene, right. which I don't... Yeah, I agree with Griffin. Should not have happened. Also, but, like, why bury... To me, burying the sabers is, like, her way of, like, honoring and, like, burying the Skywalker legacy. Yeah, and then she's deciding to... Well, because Leia even says, like, don't be afraid of who you are. Yeah. Right. And which is Palpatine. Right. So Ray could be like, I'm Ray Palpatine. I'm like reworking. I guess it that would be like, my sense. name is Ray Hitler. I know that's cool. Yeah, it would be funny though. What's your name? Last name, please. And she's like, Ray. I mean, it's a long story, but it's it's Palpatine. Is like- your father the emperor? <laughs> Grandfather. Look, and she's like, I'm taking out a gun. <laughs> you are a fascist. I'm going to kill you. The, the idea is like, you know, you, you want stories about characters like coming to understanding, you know? Yeah. Like, ultimately. And it feels like if Ray's ultimate arc has been trying to come to terms with who am I? Why am I here? Where do I come from? Who are my people? Yes. At the end, it should be, I'm Ray. That's all that matters. Yeah. I'm Ray. I made my own life. I wrote my own story. I did things my own way. Right. She got her own lightsaber. Again, the lightsaber mirrors just her being like, I'm my own person. I'm, it's a massive accomplishment. So right. I understand maybe trying to take back the Palpatine name a little too much too fast. But it would make more sense for the character to be like, I'm Palpatine, I'm redefining what that is. Even if it wouldn't work, for her to have that idea. For her to say Skywalker kind of means nothing. But she looked at the sky and they smile and they're she like, Which, like, to me, the only reason she says Skywalker is because then, because, like, you know, Skywalker name is kind of, they're like 50-50, right? Like, yeah, Darth Vader and Kylo maybe not representing it well enough. Sure, but and then so like maybe she's just like I want to make sure this name lives on. I just Rise of Skywalker but that, that, can that also happens just in mean, return. And so Kylo's like, the last of the bloodline. Yeah, you know if he turns good in the first act of the movie, and then it's about his redemption. That is a Rise of Skywalker. That would be my pitch. Totally. Yeah. I don't know. We're okay. not here to rewrite she, it. Just Ray, just Ray. 
We're not here to rewrite. How you we feeling, Benny? Everything about it. I think. Uh, I think it's. We think we're done. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we did it. But uh, box office. My my agents cats, uh, cats, cats, have cats, been cats. calling me obsessively, which means I either just got a job or Ooh. I have now lost a job by podcasting about Rise of Skywalker for another hour. Um, either something really exciting has happened or I've missed a window of opportunity. Oh, get out of here. Go call your agents. Now? You can always No, the episode's about to end. Right, I think everything's fine. Okay. Um, they can't text you? I said, what's going on? They said, we need to talk. Great. Um, Star Wars, The Rise of Skywalker. It's going to open to like 200 million, I guess. It's, it's going to make like 90, last Jedi money. Change. It's yeah. going to do very well. Uh, but there is definitely not the sort of like super hype one might have expected. No. This like no. sort of like end of series bounce. It does seem like it's time to put it in the stable, Ben, yeah. for a few years. Listen to our Patreon mailbag episode mm-hmm. to understand why I'm underlining that phrase. Yes. Um, and yeah, Cats uh, looks like Cats is going to bomb. Weird. Yeah. But maybe it'll have legs? Guys, four go legs. see cats. It's fun. Four, four legs. And, and a, a tail. tail. Mm-hmm. And if you're Rebel Wilson, a fursuit that you can zip off? What? Revealing clothes underneath? No. <laughs> yes. Yes. Can I do a merchandise spotlight? There's a new product I'm very perplexed by. It's called the Scream Saber. Here's the idea. We all know the lightsaber. We know the basic sound it makes when you swish it. We love, we love to. Right? The idea what the scream saber is. <laughs> and just make it a face. That's not what they sound like. <laughs> 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 All right. What does the scream saber do? The scream saber, Wait, which saber. looks like a lightsaber, except in like play school colors. Okay. I always forget Griffin's background has been diesel. Of course it is. Right. He's looking and something up. My lock screen is Michael Keaton. <laughs> um, so it's like. Like bright white with like multicolored buttons, right? It looks like some fucking Fisher Price educational toy. But the idea is you can push the red button and record any saying you want. And then when you swing the lightsaber, rather than making the lightsaber noise, it says whatever you recorded on it. That's weird. Right? Lightsabers don't talk. Yeah, that's weird. I, I love swinging around the old lightsaber, but I never think, man, I wish this was saying a sentence. Oi, oi! It just does that every time you swing it? Yeah. I don't know. Or it can say, I am the beast, or I don't know. I don't understand that. I am the beast! The merchandise has been really bad for this movie. I don't know if it's because it was so rushed that they didn't have development time. Mm -hmm. Uh, All right, well, listen. I just like to say, and I might have already said this, I predicted it many years ago with my character, my original character, called Darth Stupid Idiot. He pretty much nailed he it. He was a brat, and he was mad about being wet. And he was a big guy. He was a grumpy. Well. Yeah, he was big, and he was grumpy, and uh, it all came true. And so I uh, just want to, again, pat myself on the back for that prediction. Mm-hmm. I mean, congratulations. Thank yeah. you so much. And uh, uh, guys, uh, stay tuned for congratulations, Mike. Fashion brand. Yes, of course. In Stay 2020. tuned for our 2020 content, guys. It's the last episode of the year, but our Patreon has um, you Happy know, plenty of content if you want to check that out. Now, here's the thing I want to say. Right now on the schedule. I'm Griffin Nooms, and I want to say. Yeah. My name's Griffin Nooms, and I want to say. Right now on our schedule for next week, we're done. And then for the first episode of 2020. Yeah. It's a we Sith have... week. Keep going. <laughs> it's a Sith week. For the first episode of 2020, we have currently on the schedule. Spies in Disguise. Mm -hmm. Now, I have heard from people who have seen Spies in Disguise that it is a lot less weird than we are hoping it will be. Yeah. Yeah. It might not be worth doing an episode on. 
Okay. Will we see the movie? A hundred percent. But I kind of want to say right now, I think we should play it by ear. And our next episode will be announced on Twitter. And it will either be Spies in Disguise or Married to the Mob with Antrigo, a good episode that we already have saved up. Sure, fair enough, right. I think there's no reason to do the Spies in Disguise episode if, in fact, the movie fails to live up to the promise of the trailer. Okay, fine. Okay? Yeah, but what about Cats? Oh, damn. Here's my issue. fired. Your issue is that there's a chance. There is a chance. Of a Tom Hooper miniseries. There's a chance. It's up up to you freaks, to be clear. There's a chance. Yeah, we're saying there's a chance. There is. He might. Look, it seems like it might be hard to avoid putting him in the March Madness bracket. Yes. And I wouldn't want to blow our load on cats now. Because if we're doing... <laughs> you, you didn't like that? Oh, wait, you didn't like that? You weren't into that? I'm leaving. Okay, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Ange. I don't think we should ejaculate over cats just yet. <laughs> I already did, my friend. There's a time for jizzing on cats and it's later. Leave her be. Why are we talking about the not to be Shane Dawson music over from here. Star Wars? Okay, go ahead. Sure. Oh, oh, great joke. Jizz, there we go. 20 comedy points. Thanks. There is at least one Jizz Whaler in this movie. <laughs> That's what they're called. <laughs> I know, but it never stops being funny. It's fair. <laughs> Whaler is the thing that always gets me. It does always get me. I mean, this is the end of the episode, right? We're yeah, not going to get better that. than that. Yes. Yeah, we got we to gotta end this. Hey, folks. Thank you for another great <laughs> year. It was good. We was we year. had a we we had a good time. Good year. It's been a good year, much like the Ridley Scott movie. Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, uh, thank you guys for listening. Yeah, thank you, Ash. Thank you, Ben. Thank you, David. I'm nice showing my appreciation. You're welcome. Thank you for the people who mean most to me thanks in to this the room. Oh. And thanks to the listeners. Uh, we're excited to uh, finish up Demi. We're excited for our next two miniseries. Um, and hey, if you're still jonesing for us to talk about Star Wars more and who wouldn't be after this episode, why don't you just slip behind that paywall where you've got three months of Star Wars episodes coming for you. Commentary with? Uh, Chris White's. That's the next one up, right? Rogue One. No, no. Or Solo is the first and then Chris White. Yeah, we got Chris White's for Solo. No, we yeah. no, we but we have Chris White's credited screenwriter on Rogue, Rogue One, One yeah. sat down with us and talked about Rogue One, which yeah. is pretty Great nuts. Episode. And then there's also Solo where we're like, this is boring. But David <laughs> has a really good run of coaxium bits. I do, I do have a lot of coaxium. <laughs> Gotta keep it cold. Gotta keep that shut cold. <laughs> Gotta keep that shit cold. David also says a phrase that's been banging around my head for the last six weeks since he said it. I'm a slut for Woody. <laughs> I am a slut for Woody. I really am. He's money in the bank. Anyway, so if that's not worth the $5, what is? <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm going to go pee. <laughs> all right. Okay. Smell you later, David. Thank you all for listening. Please remember to rate, review, subscribe. Thanks to Andrew Gitto for our social media. Oh, 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 oh. That's me. Joe Bone and for artwork. Yay. Lane Montgomery for our theme song. Happy New Year. <laughs> Go to blankies.com for some real nerdy shit. Tune in next week for either Spice in Disguise. Not next week. Tune in next week for nothing. And then tune in the following <laughs> week for either Spice or Disguise or more likely Married to the Mob, Back to Back Ange. You're welcome. Yeah. And Maybe. as always.
Um, uh, the little dude. <laughs> Babu. I just want to sit in this for a second. <laughs> just want to take one last look at your friends. I, I want to take one last look at my friends. And I just want to reflect on how weird it is that we've come full circle on Star Wars now. Yeah. Bye.